Actually, face. that's not bad. Wait, you're not gonna use. What? No, never mind. Never mind. Oh. Oh yeah. Whoa, that was loud. Was it too loud? Yeah. So what about? Much better. Can you keep it that low for the entire time? Howdy, everybody. I'm Robert. And I'm Ira. And this is Anti Wave. Yes, it is. A podcast all about the movies that aren't afraid to punch back against the typical insulting Hollywood flicks. I think mine was better, actually. That slap you? Movies that, the movies that, movies slap? that slap you silly and make you think. What? That doesn't make sense. All right, that's real good, Robert. The reason you're <laughs> saying that is because this week we're discussing... The Oscars. Uh, the, the Oscars. It's mm-hmm. the Oscar... Uh, and and our top five this week is yeah Oscar host wish list who we would like to see hosting the Oscars mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we should point out what what is there something unique it, here? we sound different this week do we yeah we messed around with the levels a little bit because is there a reason why we did that we had to add a third Mike who Mike. Hi, Mike. How are you? Michael's here. Yeah. No, we uh, we brought in Eric Swellstead. Yeah. As if he's back. Hello. Hello. Eric, you've joined us for every Oscars episode uh, for the past five five years. Five years. Right? Yeah, it's a ritual. I have. It's my honor, my privilege to return again to this fine show. Eric Swellstead is a a film professor at uh, LA Valley College. College? LA Valley College. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And, and and you've been a regular on this show for a while. I have. More yeah. than anyone else. Mm. Yeah. How about but, that? Well, what did I, we say last time? Like you've the been S- here a, oh, more yeah. than he has. Well, I'm still yeah. up on trial right. basis yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. as a co-host, even though this is episode number 246. We're no. checking but it out. How much longer? See. I don't know. We'll know when we know, yeah, Ira. But I don't we'll know how know many more years know. I'm going to have in my life. Yeah. So I hope you decide soon. Well. If you die first, then that kind of gives us our answer. Is it like a committee that's going to decide, or is it all you? Hmm. Both. I am the committee. Ah. Oh. Wow. Well, thanks, guys, for having me back. And you know what? This is a great show. And I want to say I was so proud to have celebrated your 200th episode. Yeah. It's not right. that far away from your 300th. 300. That's right. I need, I need a rest. We, we just passed 250. There you go. And I think... I think this this might be your 250th episode, Ira. Oh, that's right, because you did the first five without me. I, I think, think it was yeah. four. Five. Four. I think it was four. You know what? It was four. Yeah. And yeah. you did the first four without me, and they weren't good, were they? No. Nope. I thought they were quite oh, wonderful. They I were thought. terrific, actually. They were oh, here they're getting up on me. The best stuff Let's done. face it, as the viewers well know, including our three Ethiopian listeners, they were shit. The first four episodes, and Ira came on board, who breathed life. A, a, a passion for the show, intelligence, a healthy balance, because I am a cinema, uh, yes, what's yes. what I'm looking for? I don't know. <laughs> You're on your own. Fashionista. Well, let's just say I, I don't even like movies. I'd love to get back to that cinephile, mo- that cinephile, time cinephile. when you were really good. Yeah, I'd love to get back to that. Do you remember those days? I do. Yeah. 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 When you were on top of your game? Mm. Okay, Robert, uh, uh, Eric, thanks yeah. for being back. We teased oh, too about thanks, SNL having that speckled jacket for those who've been on yeah. the hosting. So we should get Eric a, spe- a jacket with speckles yeah. uh, that has. Like I think a it's big, green. I think it's a green jacket. It green? Yeah, yeah it and is. it has yeah. the number of times that you've been on our show. Love it, love it. Go out there and get that for me, please. <laughs> do it. It'll just have Velcro numbers that you can take off and put back. Yeah, right there. yeah. That's you don't mind idea. paying for it, do you? Uh, it wasn't part of the deal to come on the show. Mm. Yeah. So. I'm proposing yes, that we we do a little format change. Oh, we're gonna we flip just the watched the Oscars, <laughs> and there's so much to talk about. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna suggest that we that we move some stuff around so that we could talk about the elephant in the room. No, you know, you're kind of doing a Soderbergh here, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Remember last year he kind of played with the order. 
Yeah, you're doing it too. That's and right. It, and it didn't work. But mine will. Ah. Because I'm still going to end with the top five. But I do think we should move our usual segments, talking about, you know, we can review and, uh, you know, listener mail, listener mail, all that news. All that Let's move that back. Right. Let's have... get to the good stuff. There's no, Because for... here's the thing. Even if we, even if, you know, a good podcaster would say, oh, but we can keep the audience interested. They'll, they'll want to listen to more of the show. Your listener retention rate will increase. I don't even think that's the case. I think most of them will just skip to the Oscar part if they want to listen to it. Right. And I want to talk about it, and I don't want to. And you know, I don't want to have to pause my ideas. And supporting what you're saying, also in journalism, we're always taught about what's called the inverted pyramid, where you start off with your lead. Your lead don't sense. bury the lead. Don't bury. That's mm, it. Don't bury the lead. So you want to start off with a wow. We said this is pretty unique with wait, what wait, happened wait, in the wait, Oscars. Wait, wait, so we wait, want to wait, start wait, with wait, that. wait, wait, wait. What? You had a journalism background. You know, I the talk, guy who doesn't talk, come in with the news on a fairly regular basis mm, had a journalism excuse background? Excuse me. There's only happened three times where I said, quote, I got nothing. But that's I got your no- job. It only happened three times. Only three times. Let's talk about the other 217 three times. times. Do you think Walter Cronkite ever did that? Walter nothing. Cronkite would just show up and be like, I got nothing. Right. But you could, this is a team effort. Instead of everything always falling on Ira, falling on Ira, fall, you can help me a little bit now. Of those three times, I sent you a text saying, "Hey, buddy, you got anything in the news for me to include?" No. When the I don't hear from you, you never when I don't out. hear from you, you're right. But the second and third time, I did. And when I don't hear from you, I can't do it all. Look, I carry the whole weight of the show on my back. I'm here to make you look good. And you know what? It's a grind. But I one try of, to be here for you. One of you is the engine. One is the <laughs> rudder. That's, who is what? Who, that's a really good question. I both. See, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, ego. Ego. Well, Ego. Please. Yeah. What? Yeah. You're the engine and the rudder? Then what am I? <laughs> You're the passenger. You're, You're the cargo. <laughs> Take me for a ride. The oar, maybe? Maybe the, the bench? I, I... You're about to become sea chum for the sharks. Ooh. I'm not, that's not me picking You know, it's yeah, picking. it's already starting. But I just want to say I like that you're suggesting to flip the order. Yeah. I don't like change. You know that about I me. Know. Both of you know that. That's I don't true. like change. I like patterns and rituals. Let's go for it. I love it. Sounds good. So the Oscars were great. Uh, anyway, what did you guys okay, see this week? Let's move on. Yeah. So the weekend review, got to tell you, unfortunately. We mu- <laughs> I mean, pretty uneventful Oscars. Wow. I, wow. Okay, before we get into the thing I'm sure everyone is going to be talking about, we should talk about the Oscars pre-punch and Oscars post-punch. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Because I'm sure many people have heard about it by now, but Will Smith punched or slapped Chris Rock. I thought it was a punch, but I guess people are already saying that it was a slap. Right. Sounded like a punch, didn't it? It, I mean, it, it sure did. Man. Um, but before that, this was on target to be one of the worst Oscars. It was There was nothing compelling about it. It was pretty bland. What do you guys think? Am I wrong? Am I out? You know, I made a statement, if I may. I want to jump on this. That we all watched it together, obviously, with, with Robert and Eric, myself, and producer Joey and Madeline, Robert and Joey's daughter. And I actually meant this when I, I muttered aloud, if it wasn't for you guys sitting with me on the couch, I don't think I'd watch the show anymore. Yeah. Mm, the, having you that. there made it fun. The bonding, the laughter, kind of making fun of the whole show. But man, it's it, it's got, it was really boring. It was yeah. uh, it was laborious. That's the word. It was laborious to sit through. Yeah, yeah. It just it felt like they were just. We have to hit all of our politically correct notes. We've got to have all the camera angles at the right time on the right people. It just felt so structured, overtly structured, and it lost the charm of what it used to be until that moment. And in that moment, 
uh, everything changed. Okay, we, we need to dissect the moment, first of all. So what was happening? What, what, what are your experiences? What did you see? What do you remember from... I, I, I mean, remember, it just happened a few minutes ago. So. I remember very vividly because I was looking at my phone for a moment. And then Robert, I think, said, what's Will Smith doing? And I glanced up and at that moment was the punch. And we all said, was that deliberate? Was that intentional? Did that really happen? And yeah, it was bizarre. I, I don't think any of us were expecting that. No, I, I don't think anybody was expecting that. I don't know. Certainly not Chris Rock. Oh, <laughs> I think wow. Chris Rock probably would have run. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, maybe I'm jumping right a little bit, a little ahead. I, I do want to acknowledge something. I'm sure it'll be discussed quite a bit in the media, and we know about all this thing with 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 diversity. Um, no, I don't. I think what you're <laughs> what you're about to say is wrong. I don't think any of that's going to be discussed in the nope. media. Nope. I think everybody's going to be talking the about slap, a the punch slap. Right, or a slap. Right, right. But um, this was a very black award show. And with the very beginning of the first song that they did. A black eye for Chris Rock. Uh, literally, yeah. Uh, the first song that they did, which was from um, King Richard, and was done on the tennis courts, right? Where and it was like an all black with a kind of a gospel vibe. And right at the very beginning, we all kind of loved, this is what we're going to be in for for the next three hours. And um, it was a lot of that. Even the immemorial, where, the, where they salute, acknowledge the people who have passed away, that too was like a gospel. I felt like I was in a black church. Mm -hmm. And for me, uh, the music didn't supplement the powerful emotional impact no, that was, of what we're seeing on the really screen. It was really fucking weird. Yep. It was like, it was a celebratory sound instead of this reverence that you usually have yeah. for all these people that died and it just kind of seemed odd and out of place. And then, I, I, I like the idea, but it just didn't quite work where you bring out people saying, Oh, here's what I thought of Betty White. Here's what I thought of Ivan Reitman. Okay, but it just seemed odd. It, w it didn't quite work. Mm. You, yeah, the, the you show do that was, for everybody or nobody. It was just kind of odd to do that for some people. Right. The show was, was already too long at that point anyway. Right. And to have Well, you those, kept saying to me that there was going to be a hard out at I 8 o'clock. I thought so. They were saying that. And I mean, that was well before all the, the, slap, the but, slap stuff. Yeah, it was still... You're right. They were still way over uh, pre-slap, so... I think they're thankful the slap happened so they can so they can justify why it went 40 minutes past. I'm sure, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the Oscars have not learned their lesson in terms of uh, in, in terms of being too woke. I think it's alienating. I think they the selection of films this year was some of the worst selection of films. Not that the films were necessarily bad, but just who cares about these movies? And it was I mean, it's been a parody that movies where someone plays a character with a disability or a minority, th that those films win. And that's been parody for 30 years, at least, if not longer. And it just seems to be more of what they're cranking out. So, yeah. I don't know. The, the selection of the films was poor. The decision to have three hosts, none of who were especially great. I mean, they were known all kind for of, movies, sort of, kind of, but that's not their Wanda Sykes. Yeah. Like what? She's a comic. Yeah. Well, She's are, a comic. All comics. Amy they're all comic. comics. They've Amy been Schumer's in movies. They've done a lot of movies. They've yeah. done. They've been in movies, but they weren't we're, especially we're, funny. We're, yeah. Yeah. No, they weren't. They really weren't that funny. You know, we've talked about this before. I know I broached this a few months ago and let me say it once again, that, I know I'm dating myself here. You guys, it was so different. It was so different. 
20 and even 25 years ago, and you guys know that I used to teach mass media and I'd play up the Oscars and I had on the blackboard all the, like the six or eight main categories and who you want to see win and prediction. And I had columns and I had my students so whipped up. They were so whipped up. And then that night I went to my buddy's house and people would vote and it was more of a celebration of cinema of movies and my students would come in the next morning all pumped movies. up <laughs> but I hate movies all pumped up you know and say Heffler you were right da, 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 but you were wrong on that one and I got them real fired up and I think they it's not happening like that anymore but you know having also recently taught and talked about movies yeah. too is a lot of people haven't watched all those movies like right. Robert right. was saying right. so it used to be you had five films and they were almost always they were films that people had heard of yeah. you know oh yeah Woody Allen or whatever you'd, you'd heard of those films this time most of the films uh, were not major Hollywood movies and as we talked about before almost all of them you don't see in theaters you have to subscribe to the service that's streaming that particular film. Well, they do have to play in theaters in Los Angeles for a week. <laughs> do they? They do, but they do it for a very limited time. And, you know, you you have to know which theater that they're playing. And then if you miss it. I thought you, they suspended you, that rule with COVID. Oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's still did. back on. I don't know. That's a good point. That's fair. But, I mean, that could, that could be the case here. You know, you said it used to be there five nominees, but if you go back far enough, I believe there were there were ten nominees originally, yes, right? Back, yeah. And so I think the five nominee was cut down, and then they tried to expand it back. And I think here's the problem with all of that: the expanding back is like it was different when we had fewer films to pick from because fewer people were making films. Woody Allen was an independent filmmaker, mm-hmm. and now. Woody Allen would be, I mean, considered like what baby Hollywood or something. Like he has so much more money than the average independent filmmaker. Who's, I mean, they're cranking out movies left and right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we know just from our own distribution company who releases multiple films per day. I know. In their, you know, their lineup, and they're yeah. going, well, here you go, here's another film. Oh, here's yeah. another film. Here's yeah. another film. Yeah. You don't have to be in Hollywood anymore to make a movie. Yeah. And yeah. and now when you're saying here's ten movies. And everyone's going, I've never fucking heard of these movies. What, yeah. what is this? Yeah. And I think it's because we've just got so many of them. And it's probably healthier to go back down to five so that it's kind of, look, everybody watch these five movies and let's decide. Right. Because this 10 is, is too overwhelming. Right. Yeah. But, okay. Now we got to talk about the Oscar ceremony itself. Right. I want to say this. So I'm, I'm really interested in, in the slap and, and, Really, I'm also interested in the lead up to the slap because I think everyone's going to be talking about what Chris Rock said, but I think this pump was primed before that. I think it was primed by Regina Hall. When Regina Hall came out, she made a joke about, I want all these people to come up and uh, get COVID tested. Right. And she made a joke about Will Smith and she was saying, oh, Jada's here? Oh, well, I'll get you later anyway. And it was basically a joke about their open marriage. Right. right. And like oh. how Will Smith was still available. She could still fuck Will Smith because Jada Pinkett gave the okay and they have an, they have an open marriage. Oh. And, and they're very out about that also. Right. Yes. But I suspect that that already was like... Prime the pump. I think it was kind of, we're going to attack you. Yeah. And I'll bet she was kind of like, that stings. Like, why are you bringing our personal lives into this? Oh, I didn't pick up on that. That's good. And I, 
I'll I'll bet probably even Jada Pinkett Smith doesn't realize that that upset her. I'll I'll bet that upset her, and she didn't. She was already kind of on edge, and then when Chris Rock comes out and says something about her bald head, that's why she's not even laughing. Kind of like I think there's there's a little bit of a nervous laughter of like, hey, you mentioned me, okay, what was that? I think there's some confusion usually when people are made fun of. You look at like the Golden Globes where Ricky Gervais is just cutting into everyone, right? Yeah, yeah, and you can see there's a moment in everybody's face where they're kind of going. Wait, what was that? They didn't quite even understand what the joke was, or maybe yeah. they're laughing and they're going, like, "All right, you kind of got me. Can we move on?" And mm. that's it. And I think it's because Ricky Gervais doesn't stay on them. They don't. They're not the butt of the joke for the entire show. Not usually. It's usually he kind of hits and moves on to somebody yeah, else. Right. And I think she probably. I think Jada Pinkett Smith probably felt like she was the butt of the joke multiple times, and that's probably why when Chris Rock said what he did, she probably turned to Wilms like, "What the fuck's up? Like, why are they?" Oh. picking on us here. This should be a celebratory night. And I'll bet that's when he was just like, you're right, fuck it. And he just went up and slapped the shit out of him. Yeah, they didn't have any shots of her yeah. when they were when he was doing his rant, when yeah. he was doing his routine. They didn't cut to her. They did briefly show uh, Will laughing at something. I think it was before yeah. they got to Jada. And he was laughing about something and then went back to Chris. And that was it. Then the next thing I knew, you were saying, oh, what, what's he do? What's Will Smith doing? Yeah, I mean, he, he walked up and it seemed at first like it was part of a scripted. Bit. It yeah. seemed scripted. And even after he slapped him, I was like, I still I, I knew immediately that was not a stage slap because you can tell the camera was a little wobbly. Well, and they were... it was also like the way that when you when you fake slap somebody, there's a little bit of distance between them. The timing is never perfect, especially in a live. If, in a, if it's a movie, you've got time to edit it together and get the right angle. Yeah. But in a in a live stage show like that, it's never going to be just right. And this was just right. So uh, it was not staged. And you could see the way that Chris Rock kind of fell back. But he also kind of stood right back up, which he was did. weird. And he yeah. kind of almost took it like a man. Yeah, he did. I, I was like, if he really hauled off, he played Muhammad Ali. If he really hauled off and hit him, I said he'd be on his ass. He would have fallen backwards. Right. That would be it. But... Well, I mean, in West Philadelphia, born and raised, on the playground is where he spent most of his days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. he's learning how to punch out there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't mess. <laughs> Let me ask this question. Yeah. Do you think that that act of punching Chris Rock saved the Oscars? Good question. We were discussing, the three of us were discussing ratings before it happened. Right. And you, Robert, asked the question, do you think this will be match the low ratings of last year? Now, I want to emphasize, before you tell what happened, this was pre-punch. I know yes. you just said it, but I yes. want to make sure that we're emphasize, very clear yeah, about very, this conversation yeah, that we're yeah, going to have. Yeah, that was yeah. pre-punch. Right. And you, Robert, and Eric felt that Let's it all would... go around and say what we okay. predicted. Okay. okay, you go ahead. Now, well, the, go ahead. I should mention the Oscars last year was about 9 million people. It was a huge drop from... What was its all-time high? Oh, about... All-time high, I think, was like 70-something million <coughs> right, people. Right, right, right. But it had been pretty regularly in the 40s and, and even like the, the 30s and 20s fairly recently. It had been definitely going down. That trajectory was going down. Which is why the Oscars expanded... To 10 pictures. Right. They were trying to do something. It was on life support. And they're trying to figure it out. And ABC has the rights through 2028, I think, 
So they've got it for I might be confusing that with the Olympics, but they they've got it for a while. They've got the rights to it, and mm. I think they're trying to make good on their their investment. So I think there's a lot of pressure on the Oscars Even to trying with Twitter having people say their favorite movie, right. most popular film, mm. uh, greatest scene in a film that was made, which this did year. not work. By the it way, did, it, it didn't work. It didn't work. Who cares? But that's fail. a desperate attempt to get numbers. Right. Epic fail. So my question. Is all right. Let's go. Let's go around and do so this. So you 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 were first. Yeah. Because we would say last year nine million. Is that it was nine million nine point something million. So you came out and you said you predicted for ne- thirteen. Thirteen. I said it would be it would go up a little bit. Okay. I said it, I I felt it would be in, somewhere in the middle there. So I said like ten or eleven million. Okay. And of the three, I was the only one who said it'll be even lower. I said it'll be even lower, not by a lot, but by some. And then when the slap happened, I muttered, "Well, this isn't fair. Yeah. Your guys right, are gonna, yeah. this, the ratings are yeah, gonna skyrocket. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't fair." But yeah, uh, yeah. now and, I, I'm wondering though, do you think that affected the ratings? Yes. I mean, people probably tuned in after that moment, right? Because they have they have metrics where you have, you, and you know this, where they have hour by hour by hour breakdown of, of who's watching right. and who's turning away. So I'm predicting that the first part of it might be closer to maybe what what Iris said with the ratings, lower, or maybe what I said. I'm not sure about 13 million, but I'm sure as soon as that slap happened, skyrocket. Twitter probably directed everybody to watch it, and then your numbers are going to be much bigger at the end, the last hour. I, I, I can't wait to see these numbers. Yeah, I think everyone's now wanting to know what happened with the ratings. And so that's now my question. Did that save the Oscars, not for this year, but do you think that that will have an impact into next year's Oscars? Will people want to watch next year's Oscars? I do. I think I think the the thing I think we're all worried about though is 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 this becoming kind of like the thug life? Are we tuning are we mm. watching stuff simply to see if people are going to become uh, angry and violent with each other? Is this is this a side effect going to be, oh, let's see if he goes there and kicks his ass next year? Well, I mean, I said to you before, I said, I predict yeah, you did. that Chris Rock and Will Smith will come out and announce an award together, together next year. Presenters. And I think they'll both apologize to each other. Like, I shouldn't have said those things about your wife, and I shouldn't have hit you. That's how it'll come out. And I could see I that. I'm, yeah. I, I'll, yeah. I'm calling it now. That's going to that's gonna happen. If not before, though. I, even True. If, but even if they do it before, they'll, they'll do it again. They'll still do it. Yeah. 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 Because every, that's what everyone's going to be thinking and talking about. That's the yeah. only thing that really happened this year. Yeah. Everything else was not good. Right. It was at best mediocre, which yeah. I would argue is maybe even worse. Yeah. Right. Just being mediocre. Okay. But there's a, there's a few other things that I, I, I want to say here. Eric, you mentioned, you know, you had contact with someone who just said, that's, that's assault. That's a... Correct. That, that's a potential felony. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you cannot you cannot haul off and hit another person uh, unprovoked. At, at, I mean, unprovoked. he said something, but yeah. words do not justify physical violence. That's it. Now, if he would have gotten up there and shoved Will Smith, or you know, like, hey, you, 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 your wife is, you know, that's engaging, that's encouraging, that's leading on. But, right. but the fact that he said words and he gets up there and gets decked. That's assault. And it was also, I mean, not not premeditated, but he walked up with the purpose to physically hit him. That's it. You, know, you could see with his And he stature. hit him, turned around, and walked away. I know. I know. He just walked right off. Um, 
Yeah, so we were speculating. We thought, well, maybe when you got that text from a family member about maybe he should be arrested, wouldn't that be weird? We had a feeling he was going to get Best Actor. We had a feeling, wouldn't that be weird if the police were there? Right, right. And he's handcuffed. If he couldn't cops, receive his Oscar because he was being dragged away by the police. And, right. and, but he got the Oscar in one hand, handcuffed in the other as he's being hauled off to yeah. the uh, Oscar moment right there. Woo! Yeah, yeah. So the, I, I mean, our charge is going to be filed. I doubt there it. There you go. Our charge is going to be filed. I, I don't think charge will be filed, but they're, I, I predict civil. that they're, in, they're going to investigate. They're, they always say There's criminal and civil. Yeah, right? there's going to be somebody who's going to say, we need to interview the parties. We need to find, I mean, my God, you know, potentially hundreds of millions of people on the planet saw that. So your biggest evidence is right there well, on Well, that's camera. my next question. I mean, Will Smith has really carved out a name and a brand for himself as being a kind of role model to people, mm. to, to kids. Mm. What does that say that the first thing he does yeah. is walk up and slap the guy? I mean, I, I didn't make a joke <coughs> earlier. I, okay. Let me, let me sidestep for a second. And I want, I'm going to be very delicate about how I say this. There was a lot of representation of, of minorities in this, mm-hmm. this Oscars. Yeah. Almost absurdly, um, like high amounts and it felt like Are the you BET being awards. that's you're being I'm delicate? trying to I'm trying to I mean it, it was I'm not trying I know, to, pat, I know. to say anything off color off, sorry that, off that, color? Was, that was a bad okay point. we got that but what I am saying is that it felt very um it felt it felt like I'm saying the BET awards but also like MTV awards and this kind of behavior would never have flown in the previous Oscars because there's an expectation that people are in tuxes and it's like this is the the I real event that mm. this is you, this is very formal. Whereas the BET Awards was more stylish mm. and you know MTV Awards like yeah come on down you can get in a feud right Kanye can interrupt uh, Taylor Swift right. and uh, Courtney Love can yell at uh, at the Foo Fighters mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, uh, Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl. You know, we can have these kinds of things air out but you don't do that at the Oscars right there's one sacred place that you don't do that and this kind of felt like okay wait a minute and I don't know I think. I think that kind of behavior is regressive and it it's not the kind of image that he should be set like setting for everyone. And I said to you both during a commercial break when we were watching that, I really think that what he should have done was walk up to the stage and grab Chris Rock and say, I want you to apologize to my wife right now. Yeah. You take that back and, and, and just totally interrupt the show because he did anyway. He already right, interrupted right. the show. Walk up the stage. Way. With holding his wife's hand, I don't even. I you think that even feels that weird. You and said say, that, and like you didn't like how that. How do you know she would go I, up there? I, with I think, and I'd like you to apologize to my well, wife. Well, she's ten feet away. I don't think you need to take her up there because then it becomes weird for her. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like you stand here and you stand. Here. It's very orchestrated, as opposed to walking up and just saying, uh, like the threat of "I'm much bigger than you." Don't have to say anything. It just let your presence be known and say. That is not all right to say. You apologize to her right now in front of all of these people. And then you never say something like that about my wife again. That's the way it should have gone. Yeah. That's the way it should have gone. And I think that would have made a bigger impact for everybody involved. Um, Now, wait a second. Hold on. To resort to physical violence against someone for words... That for me, that's that's a line that's been crossed. I I just don't think that's... And his excuse was, I have to protect my family. Yeah. From disrespect, it was a joke. 
First of all, it was a joke. Maybe it was a mean joke, but it was a joke. It was a joke. I disagree. I don't think this calls for any kind of apology. Who? From apology? any? I don't think that just because a slap, he made, we've talked about this before. Because what happened and what we saw is going to affect stand-up comedy. Yep. Yes. And it's going to take the yep. teeth out of it, the bite, the edge. What we saw is not the death of stand-up comedy, but man, it brought it down quite a few notches. You've heard me talk about Don Rickles before, making fun of people, mm-hmm. even with physical appearance in the audience, and we'd all laugh. I don't think there was even a need for, for any kind of apology. I'm going to go out on limb right here and say, I think, I think Will Smith needs to lighten up. I agree. You do? I do. I'm not saying that... Chris Rock owes him an apology. I'm saying that should have been Chris, that should have been Will Smith's approach, not to physically hit him, right? right. But to, if you want to stop the situation, stop it in this way. So he could say, apologize to my wife, but I'd admire it more if he wouldn't apologize. Yeah, I'm not going to apologize to your wife. I'm a comic. Deal with it, right? I would, and I really, I would never tell Chris that. Rock that he has to apologize. Right, right. I'm saying. Will Smith chose the wrong action to take. Yeah. So I have a question for you both on this same topic. My brother texted me during uh, uh, during that and said, "Could this or asked could this endanger public speaking? So comics, teachers, speech debate is there going to be a cooling effect out there on maybe not so ne- so much personal attacks, but just free speech." Uh, the risk of offending somebody, hurting someone's feelings. I think it's an interesting idea, but I I actually don't think so. I think I think the only person that will really think twice will be Chris Rock. I think Chris Rock probably will not lay into people as much. Too bad. And Chappelle. I don't know. I think Chappelle's just. I don't know that he really does lay into people quite so much. I mean, he does well, sometimes, but yeah. I mean. He talks about people, but it's more of like a philosophical approach to society, right? It's not really targeted at a certain person. Ricky Gervais targets a certain person, yeah. right? He's He will make fun of Mel Gibson, right? He says something about Mel Gibson or uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, which, by the way, did you notice that they were like recycling some of his jokes uh, from the Golden Globes? They basically were still making underage, fun of uh, yeah, the underage Leonardo like, DiCaprio. Ah, yeah, right, right. Like, we heard yeah. this before. We yeah, get it. Yeah. But it's it's that kind of thing where he he says a lot of the same kind of stuff that Chris Rock was doing. They're they're similar in that way. But do you think there's going to be a chilling effect? Yes. Are people Wait, are going to be. I don't think so. I think I think maybe for a moment. Oh, I, I think I think as soon as you do that, there's going to be somebody else that comes along and goes, "Oh, I'll say it," and somebody else will come out and they'll because this is not the first time someone has been physically assaulted for something that they've said for a joke that's been made. It's just the first time that it's happened during the Oscars. Mm. In in a setting where we, in a setting where again we tend to think of it as a classy, a classy. But here's the thing: it's been slowly moving toward unclassy. Yes. for a while. Yes, yeah, that's true. I mean, do you think Bob Hope would ever have made that? No, joke? I was just going to no. say, you know, the Oscars watching the show in like the '50s, even up to the '60s, and so on. We never would have seen. Clark Gable go up on stage right. and slap. Give me a, a, a star in that era. Gary uh, Cooper. Uh, Gary Cooper. It wouldn't have happened. Right. It wouldn't I mean, have happened. John the, Wayne maybe would slap somebody, but wh- who would have said something about John Wayne 
to get him so upset to say something like that. Right. And I think it kind of starts with like David Letterman, Uma Oprah, right? Yeah. That whole thing where it's kind of like, all right, we're going to, we're going to kind of attack the, the audience a little bit. And, and I'm a man of the people and you, I'm going to bring you down a notch or two. Mm. And, and I'm going to start kind of making fun of your names and who you are. And then we'll make fun of your lifestyle. That's good and, and it's because that's, that's what the people at home are thinking, right? Yeah. The people at home are going, yes, yes. Thank you. Like I, th- this is the same thoughts that we have. What, mm. what, who's named Uma and Oprah? Like these are weird names. Yeah. And yes, really we're all point. thinking some it of these of, things. That is kind of a demarcation point. That's very good. And then it's been enhanced by people like Jimmy Kimmel. Right. That have, you know, go and give candy and go across the street and stuff. Yeah. Right. And so we, we slowly start moving it toward this, um, in, in the Golden Globes, I think with Ricky Gervais, I, I think that plays into some of this. Mm-hmm. Because the style that Chris Rock is doing, I mean, he hosted the Oscars earlier um, in a similar vein and had yeah. made jokes about Jada Pinkett Smith in, in the earlier version. I the, yeah, he had made a joke about Did her. He? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, uh, give me a minute. I'll think about what it, what it was. Oh, oh, that's what it was. He said something about like wanting to, um, he said something about wanting Jada Pinkett boycotting the Oscars because it was the, when the Oscars So White was happening. And he was hosting. And he, he was like, Jada Pickett Smith is boycotting this year's Oscars. That's kind of like me boycotting uh, Beyonce's panties. We both weren't invited. And it was oh, kind wow. of like saying basically she wasn't good enough to get nominated for an Oscar anyway. So why is she, you know, she's boycotting the Oscars. Well, so okay. Who cares? So that was the, that was the joke okay. that he made. Wow. And so that also probably had a way into some I'm of sure. what was going on here. There's, I don't think it's just the GI Jane joke. I think there's more fuel to this, but I think it's also like the steady movement toward a, a an award show that is not the same kind of um, formal award show that we remember from the 1970s yeah. and 80s. I think I think you you nailed it. I think audience interact- interactivity. I think the fact that <coughs> pulling these mega stars in is breaking that wall down to where they seem to be approachable. So you can joke with them. You can have fun with them. You can toss candy out at them. You can make fun of their hair, of their lack of hair, whatever. And for some people, that's a, that's a bridge too far. Now, a lot of people, there's going to be a lot written about this, editorials and commentaries, opinion. People are going to, a lot of people are going to praise Will Smith right. for defending the honor of his wife. Right. Let's talk about a that. A lot that's of I people. Asked, asked, a asked lo- your wife if asked your wife is how will women feel about this? The fact the guy comes up on stage and smacks someone for making a comment about her. Well, I mean, I can't speak to how my wife would feel, but I mean, I don't know. I think if anybody is is doing something on your behalf. And it, they intend to stand up for your honor. That has to feel good. Absolutely. And I think at the end of the the day today, when they go home, I think Jada Pinkett Smith is going to be more in love with her man because she knows her man is going to fight for Listen, her. Listen, I said I was yeah. being playful, yeah. but I said he's going to get laid tonight. Yeah. And that was my way of saying what you just said. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. I, I think their relationship is one that has been through a lot. It has. And I mean, they've got a lot of history, but they're trying to make it work. You know, I've... I've worked with Jada Pinkett Smith, and I think they are. Uh, I think they they're a really well intentioned couple. I think they have really good intentions. I think they're fucked up by Hollywood. I think they're fucked up by just the situation and the wealth and their surroundings. And I think they're trying to make 
right and and make sense out of it, but it's mm. tough. I think mm-hmm. it's really hard when you are literally some of the most famous people in the world. Yeah. And you have everyone catering to you. It's hard to keep a sense of normalcy right. in that situation. And so I think you know, when, when you start looking at, oh, how do we maintain this marriage when we start finding ourselves attracted to other people and you're influenced by other thinkers, people with open relationships and, and mm. open sexuality, and they think you go, well, let's try that. Let's see. Mm. And I, is that something that's sustainable? But I think at the end of the day, I don't think they're going to get divorced. I think they're going to look at each other and say, I've got your back, you've got Absolutely. my back, and that's Absolutely. it. We are a team through and through. And so yeah. he had his teammates back. You know, I, I want to say too that his speech moments later he got the uh, he got the Oscar for best actor. His speech was quite articulate. Mm-hmm. And the main core cuz we're all wondering is he going to acknowledge what happened? He has to or will he? We weren't sure. And it was su- it wasn't that subtle, but he used words like like protection Mm -hmm. and defending and he said that's what i did as my character in king richard that i protected my daughters Mm -hmm. and you knew you knew the subtext of what he was saying Mm -hmm. and i I thought that was really quite eloquent how incredible that he came up with that on the spot i know i don't think i was pre-planned no it was it couldn't have been well it could have been but it just was I think far it just too came, accurate. He was, um, and he, it, his eyes were welling up with tears. Sure. He was speaking from the heart. I thought it was a beautiful speech he gave, and we could all pick up on the subtext of what he was saying. He wasn't just talking about the movie that he won the Oscar for. He's talking about the dynamics with his wife. Yeah. yeah. Well, and his instinct to want to protect. be violent to protect. protect. Right. Yeah. I think the problem is that that situation did not call for violence. Oh, and yeah. that's exactly. I mean, the whole. I don't think it called for an apology either. I don't think so either. How about that? I know. I mean, what an amazing scenario it would have been if he had walked up and said, you apologize to my wife right now. And then Chris Rock said, I don't do that. I'm a comic. I only apologize when I'm sorry, and I'm not sorry about that joke. Yeah. Can you imagine? And and then Will Smith could have said, we're going to talk later. And Chris Rock said, I look forward to it. Yeah. Now, that's a civil exchange right there. And understandably, there there would be some beef, and people would want to know, all right, what's going on? And that should be how it... It is exchanged, right? They both maintain their dignity. Chris Rock says the joke that he wants. People who support Chris Rock are supporting him. People who support Will Smith interrupting the show and mm. saying, this is not okay. All right, people can support him now. And and you don't have to really be a hypocrite. Either one of them would have a really good valid point. But now it's kind of hard to support what Will Smith did. It was just such an overreaction. I wonder. I'm curious about all the shows, The View, tomorrow morning. I'm really curious about the four of them, you know, with Whoopi and Joyce Behar and all those people. Are are they going to go? Which argument are they going to support? I think it's also interesting that both of them are black because they don't... If this is a white and black man, I mean, just imagine how all All of that... All the layers come out. Yeah. And and these are both pretty beloved people within the black community. Yes. And to me... I mean, if it had been, if either one of those had been a white person, either one, it would have just been really bad optics. Yeah. And and I shouldn't even say white, like even if it was a Latino and a black, that I think could really start some real deep shit that I don't think we're going to. Or an Asian and a black. Right. Or an Asian. Yeah, absolutely. The fact that they're they're both black, so we don't have to worry about race being involved here. Right, right. We can now discuss is this a like who was right and who was wrong within that situation? Yeah. So my question still remains: Did they save the Oscars? 
not this Oscars, but future <gasps> Oscars. They sure pumped more fresh blood into the show, didn't they? Yeah. That got us to talk about. Look what we've done. We've changed the whole format of our show this week. We're, everyone's going to be buzzing about it tomorrow. We were literally sitting on the edge of our chair waiting for his acceptance speech. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone in that room wanted Will yeah. Smith to win yeah. so that we could hear what he had to say. Absolutely. Say? All right, let's yeah. go. I yeah. mean, you just punched this dude. Right. What do you got to say about it? Yeah, this, so this pumped fresh life into the Oscars. I think, I don't know if it's forever. I, no, I, I, I was going like to say it's tenuous. I was going to say it's tenuous. Yeah, I think it might be for maybe next year. People are going to tune in, tune in, like Robert said, to see if those two are back on the stage. And if, if Will Smith gets nominated again next year for whatever film, that would be interesting too. But no, I think it's a one-off. I, I, I have to say, we've talked about this the last four or five years I've been on. The Oscars in general are declining importance. We talked about that on the way down. You said it right when we were on the couch. Does it really matter anymore? Does anybody really care? And you guys even debated on one of your podcasts a few weeks ago. Right. If you're going to do it or not. You're yeah. going to watch it yeah. or not. So that's the, that's, that's the thing. Are the Oscars relevant anymore? Tonight, I don't think made them more relevant. I do think tonight pushed it back into the issue of uh, violence. I think it put into the issue of uh, family relations or or couple relations i don't know i think it did that and freedom of speech freedom and what is speech. a joke yeah i mean there's been a, so much discussion lately about how far jokes can go you and, guys brought that up last week with uh, blazing saddles right and i think we all just have to chill out there's there's words there's jokes and even even words of violence whatever that means i don't think words can be violent but even threats i don't think Unless someone is moving towards you with a knife saying, I'm going to kill you, then I would say, okay, well, I, I think they're actually being legitimate here. And yeah, I think those yeah. words are, are reasons to attack someone. Right. But really, it's the movement that more than anything, it's the threat of the knife more than even just the words. Yeah. Yeah. And certainly in that situation, in a public setting where someone's clearly making a joke, you know, at your wife's expense, that's dishonorable, mm -hmm. but it's also, I mean, I, I, I just don't think it's the right move. And I, I don't know. Do you, th okay, another question for you. I, I was thinking about this. Do you think Chris Rock's chances of, uh, do you think he'll ever be able to host the Oscars again? Yes, he hosted I do. before. Do you think I do. I do. I think this, this too shall pass. I think memory for this kind of stuff tends to fade. It becomes a, a footnote in Oscar history. And I do believe that in time, what's the greatest, what did Fitzgerald say? Everybody loves a, a, a second act or a third act recovery. Mm -hmm. I think the, the, the forgiven people be like, oh, yeah, let, let's see what he can do this time. We, we forget what he said before. He's healed. He's moved on. He's a pop, whatever. So I do think that, yeah, he could recover. I think both guys can recover from this. But I guess the, the, way, that I, the way that I understand the Oscar committee is they just have no balls. Yeah. And I think what we see it <laughs> all the time. Yeah. We see it all the time. At the end of the show, I was saying to you, they were doing showing little highlights of the whole ceremony, and I was saying, please show the punch. Yeah. Please just show the punch. Because that. No. that would be that would be so true. It's what everyone's thinking. Everyone in the world right now that knows about this issue is thinking about this issue and you don't show it. And what you know pussies. To back you up on that, I was thinking while you were saying that. When they had the other big Oscar moment a few years ago when they accidentally read the wrong envelope for mm -hmm. Moonlight, you know, all that stuff. They had that in the ending. 
did they? They, they, they did. They did had they? the picture of the wrong envelope. They had the picture of the people really? for the right film up there versus the wrong. They did. So that would have been interesting had they gone to that moment. But there's no way they were going to do that. They're just too scared. They're just too scared of like, oh, lawyers. As, lawyers. As, well, not even lawyers. I mean, it's already out. Yeah. So what? Just why not show it and be like, the this is a highlight. Is, it doesn't show the academy yeah, in, a in a noble light. light. Yeah. But, that's, well, I, that's I, I just answer. said that. Yeah. And and I. But if yeah. if you're already if your show is already leaning that way, you might as well make it more relevant. Yeah. And I mean, acknowledge it. Yeah. I mean, even some of the Oscar highlight clips, you see the streaker back in the '70s who streaked the uh, right. the uh, the ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely going to make those uh, uh, top ten moments in Oscar history. This oh, is going to be the number man. one moment. This this would be the equivalent of like a Patty Chayefsky network moment. Yeah. Where somebody gets up and does something on live television that shocks the whole world. This will be up there with that. And we knew it in the moment. That's what's interesting. Is like, yeah. whoa. There's no editing here. Yeah. That's straight on. It's live TV. Live TV. You know what's interesting too? I'm sorry. One last thing. I could I could feel we probably need to move on to other segments, but I want to say this about that. He okay. He slaps him. They don't edit out the slap. No, you can hear it. Oh. And I wonder if because there's has there's a delay, right? There has to be a delay. Hmm. And they did get the. Okay, so Will Smith starts yelling at him. Keep my n- wife's name out of your fucking mouth, yeah. and he says that. Uh, a couple times, and, and you, you know, heard that on the Rolling Stone link. Is that the one? No, no, you no. Found? Someone uh, through Rolling Stone, someone had found a, a Japanese so Australia. No, was Jap- oh, okay. Japanese um, television. There was no delay. It just all went straight out. Got it. And so they, someone was able to capture that, mm-hmm. and you could hear their like translating in Japanese afterward. Okay. So that we were able to see exactly what was said. There is video of it that that made it out into the world. So I'm sure you can find it on. YouTube or somewhere before it gets pulled down, but it's out there. And you know, Chris Rock says Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. Will Smith says, "Keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth." He says that twice. He does. And they had enough kind of presence of mind to to mute those moments, right? So they took the audio out. It's just silence, and you could see Will Smith yelling. Right, you could from see his him. seat. Right, he went back to. And his I seat. read his lips because I even said I know, to you I know, at the time, I said, I "Keep my wife's name out of your fucking." Ma-. I yeah. was able. I, I said it to you even before we saw the video yeah. from Japan. Yeah. I said that's what he just said. I can read right. it. And I think what's interesting to me is that I'll bet the people who were in charge of kind of uh, of, of doing that of of watching that were probably so shocked that they didn't even realize what had happened yeah. with the hit. And that's why that hit made it out. Like the censors probably would have tried to censor the hit, I'll bet, mm-hmm. if they'd thought about it ahead of time. If they knew that this was going to happen, they'd say, no, let's, let's cut this part out. But it probably just happened so quick. So what happened then during his acceptance speech, Will Smith, when he was talking about the uh, Williams sisters and suddenly it went to the ABC? We could hear him, but we couldn't see. So what, what, was your, what, what are your thoughts on what, what he was doing? I, I, they cut I'm out? not sure. I, I'll... So there was some sort of weird technical glitch where they were cutting from the the shot of the Williams sisters and it was like the Oscars logo and we, we lost image from of him for a minute. But we went back and listened to it afterward and his audio sounded complete. He did interrupt himself right at that moment and said that he just spit. I hope they didn't get that on camera. Right, right. And so 
that's a really weird situation. I'm not sure exactly what happened. I don't know what happened. This is a pruder moment. (laughs) Excuse me. It's a pruder moment. Yeah. Well, anyway, it'll be talked about for years, but we'll we'll be one of the first to talk about it. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Hmm. Here's the ballot. We haven't, and we're not going to talk about the winners. Look how we've been discussing the slap. And we're not talking about it doesn't it seems like it's almost doesn't matter. Oh, we yeah. Have, Coda won. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. But oh, usually really? after we see the Oscars, <laughs> we talk about the winners and the actor, or the actress and supporting and supporting and cinematography and directing. We're not doing that. We're not going to do that. Somehow it doesn't seem. Well, let me important say important enough. Let me bring up one last question. Yeah. Something that we were talking about before the, the slap happened. Uh Having the awards for the lesser Oscars, which Ugh. I hate that term, Ugh. having that beforehand, do you think that was a success or not? No, I think it was an utter epic fail. I think it was terrible that they were uh, handing those out. And it, it felt you commented, or one of you did, that you wonder if those audience shots yeah. uh, were, were actually at the moment or right. they were just pulling them in from somewhere else. But also it just felt rushed. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> no, I, I dislike those. In, uh, in, and I'm not just saying that because I always think they should they should put everything together. But no, I I thought it felt um, it felt bad. I'm gonna say if they need to get rid of an award, they should get rid of best song. Best song does not belong in the Oscars. Best score, yes, but best yeah. song that should be in the Grammys. Yeah, that's not that's not an Oscar. And the performance of each song too would take out a good 15, oh, for sure. 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, five songs, if they, songs, yeah. if they just played some be, of the, yeah. the score, that would be great. You know, yeah. they could do a medley of all the I was going to say it could be a... So they used yeah. to do. They used to do for, like, the music. Right. Yeah, the, the orchestra. Yeah. I don't know. The, the Oscars is so messed up. It's mm-hmm. just... It's like, what do, you, what do you even do anymore? Yeah. You've been quiet. What do you think? Yeah. No, I... These people were acknowledged. At least they were acknowledged. But it did feel quite rushed. And when you think about it... I think, Robert, you made the argument earlier this evening that um, it would have added probably another five or s- minutes or so if it had been under normal way where the awards were read. The comb- another five or six minutes, that's all. And there wouldn't have been the brouhaha. There would have been the angry outlashing, the cry from the different unions, mm-hmm. from the editors and so on. And, and it would just be, just keep it in. That's not the issue here. The Oscar telecast is broken but I don't think that was the fix. Right. That was not the solution to a big problem. Well, I, right. I'm I'm curious because some of those people are coming up and the editors are getting up and making a couple of like uh, like dad jokes or you know a couple of chuckles, and Je- Jessica Chastain is crying, laughing at it, and it's like the the mood doesn't seem to quite match, right. and that's why I was wondering if they're even taking yeah. some shots of the audience and splicing it right. in right. because this is edited. They tell you it's edited, and it's. Kind of, I, it just is, it didn't seem natural. No, and that's there's a lot of things on that, you know, layers on that in terms of ethics and truth, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. or really actually see something as it's going on. Speaking of that, well, what if just just what if Chris Rock and Will Smith did plan this? What if he said that? What if he said, "I'm going to come up and I'm going to smack you." Yeah, but if you do it, you got to really do it, and we will be talked about for years we'll go down as legends so you're saying you're doing a hypothetical what would happen if not not is there a chance just what if it was that way sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
And then his whole speech afterward yeah. would seem so poignant. Oh my God, so all that was memorized. That was yeah. all rehearsed. Yeah. That yeah. speech. Yeah. And not only that, what you're saying, Robert, but also they're there to announce their new movie that's coming out that's right. starring it together. <laughs> I, yeah. I think the both of both of them are going to apologize to each other. Yeah. The question is, are they going to do it like an Oprah type of show where they'll both come out and say this and that? And, uh, you know, it was raised in Philadelphia where a man's got to defend his woman. I mean, or is it going to be something where they're going to wait till next year to do it? Or will, do, will they do like a 2020 special? Yeah. Now, here's the real question. Yeah. If, okay, if the Oscars... If the Oscars come back next year, yeah. first of all, who wants to host the Oscars? They're they're really, I mean, just scraping the bottom of the barrel to get these hosts. Yeah. Right? Most people don't want to host because they know it's just it's a it's dead a thankless job. job. Right, it's a thankless job. And Ricky Gervais had this standing offer that said, "I will do it if you pay me X amount of money and you let me say whatever I want. You do not censor anything <laughs> I say." Yeah. Do you think? That Ricky Gervais would make fun of that situation. Oh yes, wow, of course. There's no In a heartbeat, question. he'd have to. He'd have to. I, that would be his opening joke. I think. He and would all do he it. does is just ride yeah. Jada Pickett Smith the entire time. Yeah, and, and then he would say, "Tell Will Smith, come on, come on up. I'm ready." Yeah. You know, he'd have boxing gloves in or, the back. or a can of mace or yeah, just yeah, something. Yeah. You know, come on up. I'm ready. You know, yeah. You know he's in my top five and mine too. Oscar wish list. Yeah, I, okay, I yeah. purposely avoided him because I felt like he's going to be brought up. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely in my scoops. So I was like, uh, let me think outside the box. He's too bit. easy for yeah. you. I got, I got some good ones. Me too. I think. So, you want to talk about the Oscars? Want to talk about <laughs> You've been oh, chomping you... at the bit to move what? on. I can what? see it. The Oscars? Your body no. language is, is ready to change what? the subject. I'm committed. I'm in the now. He doesn't like change and you're out of, you're out of sorts right now. What segment do you feel like doing now? What movies did you see this week? Oh, is that what we're going to do? Not sure. listener mail? Okay. If you uh, you want to start with listener mail? Well, no, 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 no. You asked, and then I gave you an answer. <laughs> some listener are old. Mail. No, some are, are you doing now, listener mail? The week. No, I'm going to do listener mail. All right, now listen. First of all, we've got a huge correction from last week. Uh-oh. You sent me a text midweek, and I said, I know, I know this to be true, and I was going to bring it up for this particular podcast, and here you go. In the Song of the South, Mm. we had a long talk about how inappropriate, we're putting that word in quotes, it was that here we have a white boy with an African-American slave, and the friendship between them, and the the African-American gentleman seemed so happy and content, but he was a slave at the time, and we both found out, and it says here, the story takes place after the Civil War, during Reconstruction, there was no slavery then. Yeah. And when I read that, and then I got your text the following day, that's even more of a reason why it's not offensive. It was after the Civil War when slavery was abolished. So he was a sharecropper? Is that what he was? Probably. Yeah. Or, or just working on the farm, just hired hands. But I think part of the attacks on the racism were that those... Th- that they were so happy to be working there. I right. think that was the problem that people had with it. But there was no slavery at that point in time when the story took place. How right. about that? All right, I want to say a few more things about Song of the South, if I may. Um, in recognition of as the famous black storyteller, he, um, the gentleman who played the part, was given an honorary Academy Award. I didn't know this. Making him the first black male performer to receive any Oscar. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Due to institutional, ra- institutional racism within the Hollywood, his name was Basket, was not considered for a competitive Academy Award for Best Actor or Supporting Actor despite his leading role. 
I want to say also that Basket was the first adult actor to receive an honorary Oscar for single performance because they gave it to children. I think like Shirley Temple got an, uh, an honorary Oscar. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. So he was the first person to get an Oscar, the first adult to ever get an honorary Oscar. And also one more thing. I could feel the movie when I watched it that he was not doing well physically. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I could just feel he seemed bloated yeah. and weary. He died the next year. Oh, did he? You can kind of see he was hobbling around. Yes. And, yeah. The way he was just something about um, poor health, Song of the South. He died one year later. And I, he he was unable to attend. He was in Amos and Andy, by the way, the radio show. He couldn't go there. And then the following year, he died of high, heart failure, diabetes at 44 years old. Okay, 44. now. Yes, 44. I oh wanted to share ancient, the word. Ancient. I, hey, hey, hey. If that's ancient, what am I? Uh, walking corpse. But that's not... <laughs> Back then, that has nothing to do with your age. Back then, it wasn't racist movies. We want to thank our listeners. Peter Sellers, one of our pre- uh, listeners, wrote, In the Party. Do we you mentioned remember? that one. I know, I know. Funny as hell, but it couldn't get made today. Someone else said, Nice podcast. I always enjoy hearing a list of movies that you watch during the week. When I'm looking for something different to watch, I go to the movies you guys enjoyed. There have been some really good ones. And she said, I love this. Um wasn't racist back then. Number one, a Christmas story. And she reminded me, she went, fra ra 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 The ending scene in the ch- in the restaurant. Wait, what? Uh, uh, yeah, fra- okay. But that's really good. And that too would be considered racist. Goonies, True Lies, sure, Billy Madison, sure. a lot of Adam Sandler movies. And she wrote here, any almost any old cowboy and Indian movie. And you know what? I get that. Yeah. I get that. And then she wrote a funny quip. I'm looking forward to hearing what you think of Power of the Dog. Uh, I watched it one hour before it made time. I remember I have to watch it in two takes. Our esoteric listener wrote, Robert took my Pulp Fiction and Ira took my jazz singer. Since everything's to be racist nowadays, many movies qualify. Um, but here's what I put down. The Gods Must Be Crazy, To Sleep With Anger, White Dog, Bullworth. And are you familiar with Fruitvale Station? Yeah, oh, yeah of course. I'm not. I, I feel like it was, I mean, it's a, about a... Tr- a real life situation yeah. where a guy got stabbed or <coughs> get stabbed. He was like choked out by the cop at Fruitvale Station, right uh, on the metro on the way after after a game, like a was a football game or something. Anyway, uh, the Bay Area was yeah, it? but yeah. it was everybody was coming out back from an event, mm. and he got taken off the train. They were fighting, and like the cops pulled him off for fighting, and then he wound up dying. Yeah. The, the cops were like involved. It was like one of the first like cop involved. Yeah. George Floyd kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Got it. So we thank our esoteric listener. Someone else, our favorite listener, uh, besides Soul Man White Chick, she said Dumbo too because the crows talk jive. I love yeah, the way she said that. Right. And then Lance, her husband, says Tropic Thunder, obviously where we saw him in blackface and yeah, so right. on. Uh, born in East L.A., not sure it could be made today, but not exactly sure if it was racist. It was right. more of a narrative documentary. And I, I get that. And then he did his top five, and he wrote... Uh, he did want to say Breakfast at Tiffany's, but we already mentioned that. Dumble the Black Crows. Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. I remember, I saw that movie in the theater. Joel Gray as the master, and he was uh, Asian appearing in huh. that film. So yes, that one too. The Jazz Singer, meaning the first one, I'm sure. Last of the Mohegans, he said. And finally, you're going to have to help me on his number one, UHF. Yeah. Now he said, Badgers, we don't need no stinking Badgers. Oh, that was that was one of the lines. Like, yes. So instead of badges, we don't... We don't yeah. There yeah. was Raoul's Wild Kingdom was what the joke was, and it was a guy who had all these animals in his house. I'm not so sure that was racist, but the part he's talking about next with the... Um, oh, you're so stupid. You got the red snapper. Yeah, that was a, a, a line from Cooney was a character who was very stereotypically 
Asian and he was a karate master and all of that stuff. And he hosted a, a game show and that was a line. So these are, and one last one, or another listener said, Gone with the Wind, an imitation of life. That too would be considered racist, perhaps by today's standards. We thank our listeners. <sighs> I, that was nice. Well, thank you. I did my homework. Yeah. I was prepared. Well, what do you want to do next? You get to choose. I do? Well, we have news or we can review. Oh, you, you get to go next. What I do get, you want? You get to choose. Did you say I get to choose? Yeah. You know, you're giving me the power to choose. And I really like that. You know why, Eric? Why? In addition to choose, it's time for In the News. We did In the News. My God, that's what we were just doing with the, Not, with the Oscar. Well, that's all we the are so, in the news well, for the next That's one. true. That's true. But let me just say two things because I've done my homework and I've got news items ready. Ready? Yeah. What's the deal with Sean Penn? Crazy. Yeah, he really is. So wait, he he's going to smelt his Oscars, yes, right? I love let's, the word smelt, meaning melt it down, melt it down, right? Smelt. Yes, that's what you do with metal. Yeah, that's what you do with metal. He threatened to um, to do if... what? No, no. Say, say what he... Th- what was the reason why? Because he threatened if... It, okay, if... Who's the premier? Zelensky. Who's the president Zelensky. of... Zelensky. How do you say Zelensky? Zelensky. Zelensky is it. not invited or making an appearance. Maybe if it was taped... But something to acknowledge what's happening on the other side of the planet. If the I, Oscar ignores this, I can't ignores believe this. that with all of the 24 hours a day, seven days a week news coverage, you don't know that it's pronounced Zelensky. Oh, I have it right here. Zelensky. <laughs> I like asking Robert because he likes to get involved. I'm, I'm Eric. That's Robert. Oh, I like asking both of you for help. Zelensky. <laughs> and he also wanted to walk out. He wanted everyone to walk out. If this person is not included, invited to make a, per, a presentation of some kind. Oh, Sean, it's well, an award so here, show. Here's yeah. my question. I watched it. You guys watched it. Zelensky did not make an appearance. Oh, yeah, he did. It came on right after the punch. You might not have seen it because everybody was talking that about must the punch. When I was, yeah. Yeah. But there yeah. were the two. So that was my question. Yeah. Was they, did have, they did have some graphics up, but they wanted a moment of silence to honor the victims but there was no Zelensky. So that's why I asked you exactly what did Sean Penn say? If they don't bring him on or if they don't acknowledge. No, the, he wanted him either taped in advance. Either he'd love to have him be a guest there, but he's not going to go there to be a guest. But he wanted to have physically okay, he didn't do him that. talking to the... He didn't do it. He didn't do it. So, so let's see if Sean's going to melt, smelt, smelt, smelt. There you go. You know, I want to... We're really ragging the Oscars, but I've got to do one more thing. Let me go through this rapidly. This is going to happen in two years. The 96 Oscars in 2024. This is a bit complicated. I made hard copies for you guys. This is only for best film. It's only for best film, okay? Must meet two out of the four standards to be deemed eligible for best film. The four standards include the following. A, requires a film submitted for best picture to have at least one lead actor or significant supporting actor uh, from an underrepresented racial or ethnic ethnic group or have at least 30% of all the actors in secondary and minor roles. That's option one or they're called standard. Standard B, focused on diversity, creative leadership and crew roles, the crew or standard C. And this is going to answer your question, Robert, that you brought up. What if it's Schindler's List? All right. And this answers the question. They wiggled around that. There's standard C, the movie must be focused on industry access, requiring that the film provided paid apprenticeship and internship opportunities to underprivileged groups. Standard D requires the film's marketing, publicity, and distribution have multiple in-house senior executives from underrepresented groups. Boom. These are your four standards. 
Two of the four must be met for a film to be eligible for best film starting in two years. Can I say something? Go. Standard C is being met right now. We are getting constant information. The Oscar.org uh, forward slash gold program has now expanded from the CSUs, the UCs, to the community colleges. That program is where students are given an internship on a Hollywood studio film. And they are especially asking for uh, historically underrepresented groups of people to get this. And that's full. For, they're doing it full force. I was saying this earlier. I was saying this during. So during they're doing it. The they're podcast. doing C. Let me say, I think part of the problem that the Oscars is having is that they are they're stuck in this mindset that people need to see themselves represented on screen. And no, they don't. They don't. They don't. No, what I'm you need to see is a good need, movie. Don't need to see. I, I've said it before. Watch, watch Sigourney Weaver in Alien. She's incredible, and I bond with her. She is not a male. She is a female. I don't bond with the alien. I don't bond with the robot. I don't bond with any of the people. I bond with her. I sympathize with her. And <coughs> and sure, I'm a male. It's easier for me, I guess, because I see a lot of males in movies. But I, it, I don't look at them and go, mm. oh, I bond with them because... I have a dick and he has a dick. Yeah. That's not what happens. Or skin color. Right. I don't look at them and go, oh, but he's black, so I can't really bond with this guy. No, that's not what happens. It, what happens is when you watch a good movie, whether you are black or white or anything, when you watch Marty McFly drive down you know, the Hill Valley Boulevard and try to you know, catch the lightning, it's a great moment in cinema. It's all about story. Right. It's always all about story. That's what it is. And so when people are whining about all of this, we need to have more representation that is perpetuating racism. Absolutely. When you are giving scholarships and when you're giving all these opportunities to people because of the color of their skin, that's racism. And, I mean, it's, again, it's it's that same thing that we've heard it before. It's it's the racism of low expectations, right? It's It's... It's expecting that they can't bring themselves up. You can't do this on your own because you're black. You're, because you're black, you'll always have, you'll always be put down and you'll never be able to rise up on your own. So we have to do something special for you. Yes. It's condescending. Yes. But let me give you a contrarian view. There is something to be said about having access, getting a chance to get in. And historically, it's been more difficult and more challenging for some people. Forget skin color. Okay, but how? Forget skin okay, color. Okay, let's take what you. The key thing that you said there was historically. How far back are we going? Well, beginning of film. Okay, so we should go back to the beginning of film to figure out what we're doing now. I mean, no, there, there are people. All this time. All this time. I understand. It, it's but, been it's been primarily uh, a a old boys network of let's help each other out. Why are we, why are we stopping at the beginning of film? I mean, why not go back to the history of theater? I mean, if we start looking at early film, that was just a lot of it was recording stage shows. So let's go back into theater. Why stop there? Why not go all the way back to any sort of spoken performance, back to the ancient Greek? Oh, come on. No, I see what you're saying. I think I think the nepotism is an angle too. The fact that people would traditionally get somebody, their family, to work on a show. But why does that mean that we should be doing something now? I'm not denying that what you're saying is true. There was the whole there was a whole black cinema culture for ten decades that black people saw black films, white people saw white films, and they're the twain 
the two shall meet, right? Like, it was very rare that you would have a black actor who would appear in a white film. But what I'm saying is, why is the Oscars trying to do this now? If they had done it in 1928, that would have been something when there was still this, like, expectation that they're not, they're not allowed to be in white movies, quote-unquote. But that's not the case right now. Denzel Washington is one of the top... Fucking Will Smith just won an Oscar. What more do you want? I mean... Well, I do think that people, that all people have stories to tell. I do believe that. I, I'm not denying that. Yeah, and, I, and I, I do think that often it's more challenging for some groups of people, uh, regardless of race or color or creed, whatever, to get access to some things. I do believe that good stories, good scripts are out there, and some have not been discovered just because of <laughs> virtue of access. And, and some of this, like the screenplay competitions, that's helped a little bit. Like the blacklist, which is not really about black. It's it's yeah. blacklist, yeah. And I think that's helped get some recognition to some screenplays that ordinarily would have just been ignored or never discovered. So I do think there's inroads being made on that. But you think that that line should be made based on the color of your skin? I think not necessarily on the color of your skin, but I think open the door for everybody. Open it up wider. Okay, but what if I said to you... Yeah. Short people have been discriminated against. I know, right. What if I said to you, ugly people have been... Ira has been discriminated... You know, well, ugly people. But... uh, (laughs) I... I, What about me? I've been discriminated against. Hollywood's not opening up the door for me. So, uh, why not me? Uh, We we can't afford everyone the same opportunity. That's just not how life works. There will always be someone who doesn't have the same access as other people. I don't think they should be putting up roadblocks to prevent black people from coming in, which was the case a hundred years ago. But they were actively saying, no, black people cannot have these roles. Black people cannot be in these movies. So that, that, so that, is, that is a thought uh, on this, is that, is that there could be what they call, and I cringe when I say this, systemic racism that prevents some of the stories and some of the access for those historically underrepresented people from getting a chance to have a platform. I'm not saying I agree that systemic racism is widespread. I do believe it exists. I'm just not sure that it's as widespread that everybody out there that reads scripts in Hollywood is a racist. I'm not sure about that. I do think, though, that it is nice now to have the door open more so that more people of all types, of all backgrounds, can get their material discovered. Where is the systemic racism other than the fact that these four requirements are, I would argue, pretty racist. This, this is systemic yeah. racism. That's systemic right racism here, right exactly. there. Um, but I don't think that that's the kind that most people are talking about. No. So, so where no. is there systemic racism? I can't point to a specific. Then I would yeah. say yeah. that that's like saying, you know, my God is a benevolent God. Well, how do you know? I just believe it to be true. Yeah. Okay, well... That might be fine for your belief system, but if we can't point to rules and policies and regulations, then I would argue it doesn't exist. Well, they're not they're not going to codify anything like that. They're not going to be rules and right. Do not let certain people. They're not going to put that anywhere out but there for Hollywood is filled with the most left leaning people in the world. Do we woke, really think woke? Do we think that these people, the the people who are in charge of programming? I mean, all we're seeing is, I, I mean. Black people in every commercial. I was flabbergasted. I think I pointed out to you a few weeks ago. I saw a detergent commercial with all white people. And I went, whoa. It's the first time I've seen that in a decade. It always has someone 
of of color of some kind or interracial, right? And this this goes this started back in the in the nineties. You know the the token black guy was the thing. That was a thing. It's a character on South Park, right? It was it was a joke by South Park's day. So it's like we we've been doing this for a while. We've been bending over backwards since the late seventies. So when do we give it a rest? When do we say okay, the systemic racism is gone? We, we're opening up the door for anybody. Make whatever movie you want. Yeah, I, I'm a firm believer in, in good stories. It doesn't matter who creates them. And you just get a great example with Alien. Because I believe that Ripley was originally a man. Yes. And when they pitched it, uh, and when they went through the development process, she became a woman. And you're right. You you know, Ripley could be a man woman. It's the character that counts. Right. Doesn't matter. And so when like, you have a great actress like Sigourney Weaver who comes in and just kills it, there you go. you're good to go. Yeah. So I do believe that good stories, regardless of characters who wrote them they can all exist i do believe but uh, eric are are you a fan of the four standards and starting in two years do you support that uh no i'm not a fan of those four standards i don't like any codified rules and regulations to get your film out there but i will say standard c is a good goal to have to get more opportunities for more film students uh, especially community college students to get a chance to work on hollywood feature films why community college students uh those traditionally are from people of lesser opportunities financially ah uh, it's yes. a class issue it, it, yes i'm not i'm not saying it's not so, right so and and that's my that's where i was going with this i would argue if there is one factor that we should be focusing on more than any it's not race it's class america is totally classist but we don't talk about it and a lot of the issues that we have with race are actually class issues. It's, Socioeconomic. Yes. That's really good. And we we just, we say, oh, it's, you know, we're so racist towards black people. No, we're classist towards poor people. That's what it is. And yeah. it just so happens that a lot of, a lot of black people have been put into the poor section of our society, mostly because of some of the issues with, you know, Jim Crow laws and, and you know, not being able to, uh, to gain a, an education after slavery ends, things like that. And sure, sure. these are historic but they are overcomable. I mean, yeah. people can overcome some of these things and, and work their way out of poverty. We've seen it time and time again. It can happen. You just got to work really hard. Mm-hmm. It's just not easy. But I, I hate the idea that we're trying to make... We're getting to this point where it's like in communism where everyone should have the exact same everything. Yeah. And that's not what it should be. It should be everyone has the same opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. That's it, right? We don't you you shall not create laws or policies that prevent people from getting it, but everything else is on your own. Yeah. Everyone is born different. That's capitalism. And and right. it, I think for us, I'm I'm a firm a firm capitalist. I think that works best. You work hard, you pursue something that you care deeply about, and you will achieve that which you which you want ultimately. No. So this being our Oscar podcast i wanted to share what's going to happen with the academy in two years with these four standards and here's your ira prediction watch the numbers plummet i don't think anybody's years. gonna even notice i think i think that story i mean that's a little older of a story right? it is it is and i think i think people have already forgotten about it i think well, it's, that's gonna well, resurface though. i'm gonna remind them no it's next is it next year buddy two or? years two years it's from gonna tonight. come back you think it's gonna make a difference in any of the movies that people make no I don't think so either. No, not at all. Hollywood. I mean, essentially, all it's doing is saying, okay, white supremacists can't make a movie that is eligible for an Oscar. That's all it is. I mean, how many neo-Nazi movies are you putting out? I guess it's time for me to abandon that my project. <laughs> American History Z. <laughs> 
Any other news? That's it. That's that's all I got. Are we in the mood for Weekend Review, or should we move into... Uh, should we move uh, everybody, let's do one, right? Just one. Just one. Uh, some are old, some are new. Well, oh, by the way, Robert, yeah. before we do the Weekend Review, is anyone responsible for this particular segment? AVGearGuy.com. Do tell. Has over 30 years of experience in the business of transferring all your non-digital media to digital media. This is all your old movies. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. To huh? the media, yeah. and, and the owner is listening to this, and he's yeah. smiling right now and shaking his head, yeah. thinking, thanks, guys. Yeah. He's a great guy. Um, he's extremely reasonably priced right extremely reasonably priced and um we're both uh in fact all All three three, of us are clients of his state-of-the-art equipment and uh mention a uh, anti-wave and you'll get a five percent discount avgearguy.com all right ira what'd you see this week limited to one am i you know this is really all right i got a whole bunch of them i'm gonna do just do one sex ed (laughs) but listen here's what's unique about this movie and it was in 2014 starring Haley Joe Osmond. Joel. So, Joel. Uh, Joel. Osmond. Yeah. Haley, Haley Joel. Joel Osmond. That, because I always kind of wondered what happened to him mm-hmm. after the sixth sense. And it actually, he's kind of a nebbish guy who's stuck teaching yeah, yeah. summer school sex ed and, of course, falls in love with a blah, blah, blah. And he's a virgin. Oh, look at the irony teaching sex ed and he hasn't gotten laid. It was actually had its moments, and I was pleased to see it on Rotten Tomatoes. I got a 64%. Mm. So that's what I saw this week, Sex Ed. What did you see? So for me, last night, I saw The Batman. Oh. Yes. The Batman. The Batman, yeah. Uh, for me, <coughs> thumbs down. Uh, really? It really, yeah. It was a tremendous letdown. Uh, a lot of, I, I was telling my friend I saw it with, everything I tell screenwriter students not to do, they did in this film. Lots of telegraph. Voiceover? No, actually, oh, there wasn't voiceover, right. but it was a lot of telegraphing the action. Oh, okay. A lot of that. It was three hours long, easily could have lost 47 to 60, 62 minutes, could have been taken out. Um, a lot of character pondering stuff, uh. long looks out windows, a lot of windows. 47 minutes to 62. Yeah, minutes could have been taken Look, out. I love the way you have it. it. You were right there. I'm telling it. you. Yeah. I'm sitting there watching, going, yep, that Did you like Joker? <laughs> Uh, I did like Joker. Okay. I thought Joker was really good. This was not Joker. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my one. And then I just want to say real quick, and he said only one, Pam and Tommy is no. great. I'm really into that, really loving it. And the thing about that is it's showing full male frontal nudity. All right. I'm like in. we've never seen before. Wow. So, anyway. Mm. Yeah. I have to tell you've, you. You've seen mine before. Uh, I've never seen yours before, No, okay. nor do I would ever want to. Oh. Ouch. Yeah. I see your like everybody's seen yours. Uh, I have to mention a couple of movies to talk about the movie that I want to talk about, but I'm just going to mention them quickly. You know, my daughter, um, it's funny because when we play movies for her, oftentimes she will, uh, she'll fight us on it, right? So we tried to sit her down recently and we said, hey, watch the movie Madeline. Her name is Madeline. So yeah, we yeah. said, watch Madeline. And she said, no, don't watch it. Don't watch it. We put it on. She's transfixed and then she watches it a million times. Sure. And then we wound up... Um, Watching, uh, you know, same same thing with the Muppet movie. When we first watched the Muppet movie, she didn't want to watch it. She loves it. We actually went to the theater for the first time uh, since the pandemic and watched the Muppet movie in the theater. Oh, and cool. she didn't know what was going on. And then when the music came on and the movie started, she sat on the edge of her seat and was so... She was like, Kermit! She knew, even before Kermit showed up, she knew what it was, uh-huh. which was really incredible. So she falls in love with some of these movies after being exposed to them. Okay, we watched Pixar's new movie, Turning Red. Oh, boy. She did not want to watch it again. Ooh. 
Wow. Very telling. And neither did I. It's one wow. of the worst things I've ever seen Pixar do. It was really bad. Wow. The character was so annoying. She, it was like a Jar Jar Binks for two hours. Oh. She just wouldn't shut up and, oh, and just no. jumping around everywhere. And it was just, stop. The fact your daughter didn't want to watch it again speaks volumes. Right. Man. So I know I got a few other movies that I mentioned in there, but uh, mm. I really want to talk about how bad Turning Red was. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I remember watching it, and I turned to Joey, and I was like, this is awful. She was like, mm. yeah, this is bad. And Joey, I mean, she's pretty soft on movies as well. She's not one to speak harshly about them, but wow, pretty bad. Pixar. Avoid, avoid that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about the Oscars? <laughs> Ira, who died this week? Oh, I got to tell you, unfortunately, most of the following people, they didn't turn to dust. Last seven days, we lost the following people in the entertainment industry. Ralph Ryach, 86-year-old Scottish actor. He was in the movie Braveheart. We lost Waldemar Bergandandalkon, 88-year-old. I'm sorry, Swe- who? Never mind. Swedish film producer, and he was in um, My Life as a Dog. Oh, yeah. He produced that film, My Life as a Dog. We lost Lawrence Dane, 84-year-old Canadian actor. He was in the movie Scanners. I love that film. I haven't seen it in a while, but it's on HBO Max. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's directed it's by Cronenberg. Cronenberg, right? Cronenberg, Cronenberg yeah. yeah. Also, the star of The Prisoner, Patrick McGowan, is in oh, it. Yeah. So uh, I like Scanners a lot. So uh, Lawrence was in it and he died. Taylor Hawkins, yeah. a 50 year old. You that know, one hurts. That I, I one got, hurts. Robert, your text, and I am honest with you. And I said, I never heard of him, yeah. but I Googled him. Yeah. And the fact that you sent me a text just with his name meant something. So I figured I'm going to include him anyway. Yeah. He was only 50 years old, American Hall of Fame musician, known primarily for the Foo, Foo Fighters. Now, um, let's see how good you do your research here. Oh, I can tell you all the things that mm-hmm. he was in, like Birds of Satan. What do you want to know? I'm an expert on this. Mm-hmm. You know what? Hmm. He did have a lot of drugs in his body. Mm-hmm. He did. Is, is there some? Died of? Yes. Ira. People were really. They it, just released a movie called Studio Six 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 that he and Dave Grohl act in. I know. I was about to say that. No, you did. Yes, I was not even under You're taking it right out. Are you looking at my notes? I was about to say that. <laughs> I am looking at your notes. That's why I said it. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. So now he's really justified to be included on yeah. my list. Well, he was also in the Alanis Morissette documentary too, which is really good. Really? Yeah. There's been a lot of I mean, outcry. He lot was of re- reaction just such to a this. nice guy. Yeah. That's really what it was coming him. across. Yeah, and um, he. I has mean, dealt you hear with all these things before. with Dave Grohl. Like it's that was like his best friend. Yeah, and you know, I was uh, we went back and started watching um, Sonic Highways, which I'm not sure if either of you have, have seen. It was an HBO documentary um, that the Foo Fighters did. They, they've been around for 20 years, and they did this documentary where they went to all these different cities and recorded a song in each city with people from other bands. Like, they mm. got the guitarist from Cheap Trick, and, like, oh. all of these other people came out to record a song with them in these different studios <clears throat> and really have the, the city impact their music writing. Incredible documentary. And it, it, it's, it called? it's called Sonic Highways. Because it goes into a little bit of, of the city and the different musicians of that city. Cool, and it's cool. a really, really interesting huh. uh, documentary series. We started kind of watching that again. And it was just so evident like how the two of them work together and how they kind of play off each other, nice. Taylor and, and Dave. And, and I was also noticing people aren't talking about Pat Smear. But Pat Smear was not his real name, by the way. That's a, you know, kind of a play on Pat yeah, Smear. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. He was in a band called The Germs, and he and another guy started The Germs, 
and the other guy died of a drug overdose. Mm. Then Pat Smear gets recruited to play in Nirvana. So he was like the fourth member of Nirvana, right? So he's in a bunch of their live shows, and he was in the Unplugged. He was right there. He was brought on to take over the the guitar when Kurt Cobain wanted to focus on singing. So he was like the fourth member of Nirvana. And then Kurt Cobain dies. Suicide, but let's be honest, that was also drug-influenced. Sure. And he's also a member of Foo Fighters, where Taylor Hawkins dies of a drug. This three bands, where the guy has had a major figure in the band die because of heroin. Yeah. Yeah. And Dave Grohl's got two. Granted, it's the same two, but that's nuts. I, I did do a little bit of research on, and he seemed like a really nice Everybody guy. Loved him. Loved him. All these, th- I yeah. was reading, and and I was looking at pictures of his girlfriend. Not only a great drummer, but really affable and friendly. He was also a well big as, rock music fan. Yeah, like you know, he 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 loves the music. He and one of the pictures that really broke my heart was he was wearing uh, Eddie Van Halen board shorts mm. uh, at some of the concerts. I'm like, he he was a rock music. fan. He just liked music, yeah. rock music. Yeah, fifty years old. Now, I did something unique for Coroner's Corner Silver Spotlight Award. We're not doing Gene Hackman or Dick Van Dyke, Mel Brooks, or Pepe Le Pew. You ready for this? Yeah. The Oscars, they're dead. No. They are. I don't think so. Think not they, after they, the slap. They might have been that, that revived. life into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think celebrity uh, Will birth- Smith and Chris Rock are the defibrillators of That's the Oscars. That's the defibrillators. Ah, That's well great. Well uh, celebrity birthdays, the end of Yang of Life. We have two people. Michael York, 80 yeah. years old. You did. Yeah, you I, met, I met him at a party. Yeah, did you? He did came you? on. He came on to me. He did. Yeah, he wanted me. You fucked Michael wow. York? Well, only once. Quentin Still Tarantino, counts. fifty-nine years old. We wish them both a happy birthday. Wow, cool. You want to do some top five? And hit it, Vern. It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five. Top five this week is top five. Oscar host wish list. Yeah, people we would have wanted to host the Oscars. Yeah. Now, I mentioned earlier, I kind of went I went out of my way <coughs> to pick some people that were a little unusual. So, hmm, not surprised. Are all your people alive? I also went out of my way to pick people that are alive mm. because I felt like it it wouldn't be fair to pick someone like Abraham Lincoln or something like that. That would be, first of all, bizarre. But also, um, I don't know, it just kind of seemed like this is our wish list. Mm. They have to be alive for us to wish that they would do it. Are mm. all your people people? Are they human yeah. beings? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you pick Bugs Bunny or something? Too? All my people are people. Uh, yeah, my, mine are too. But I, I thought about some like, you know, Betty Boop. I'd love to see her host. This is going to be good. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who you got? Legs. Legs. She's got legs. Yeah, right. why, why don't you start? I, actually, Eric, why don't you begin? Let's let Eric start. Uh, okay. My fifth one uh, is not one, but three hosts, meaning that they would like, like that we had tonight. Yeah. Uh, they're all dead, sadly, but they were all great at their time. To- at their time, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, and Joan Rivers. Wow. Now Any- wait a minute. So that's down as one. Yeah, like like we saw tonight, three posing as one. any one of those could do it by themselves. Can but you imagine? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, what a lineup that would be. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Ira, what do you got? I think that What's reminds me. Remember last year when you had what was the two devil yeah, movies? Well, uh, yeah, and you remember, and I said, "Well, that's cheating. You had yeah. a tie." Remember that? And I said, go. "You can't do that." He rules. just said three names. You're looking at me like Ira. Let it go. I, I have one let with it. two names. There well, you go. Thank you, Robert. Seems like I'm the only one here who pays attention. It's Oscar wish list, right? Yeah. Where does that say only single names? Thank you. 
I want to say <laughs> that at first my names were silly and frivolous. I didn't mm-hmm. like the direction I was going. I shared a couple with Eric and eh, it's cute, like with the, the Betty Boop stuff. And I thought, no, I'm going to take it more serious than that. Mm-hmm. And, and I did. And I really liked the ones that I came up with. And so I'm going with my number five, <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Now listen, listen. If Alec Baldwin were to host, the single host, after the notoriety, and he's so infamous for what happened, he's been in movies, he's been in Beetlejuice, yeah, yeah. he's been for Hunt for Red October, yeah. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, he is a movie star, and he looks good in a tux, and I think that um, I would love to see him give out, I can't wait for like cinematography, you know, there he'd be handing out all the awards and so on, and maybe there'd be a musical number like about Rust the movie Rust, you know, and he could do a song. But there's something about him hosting that I think would help the ratings skyrocket. Probably. Could. Yeah. That could be. I think I'd like to see going back to a classic host. I have a feeling um, that um, Billy Crystal might be on somebody's list in here. And I could see that. But you know who else is still, I think, maybe a little more relevant than Billy Crystal, uh, but is a classic host in that same vein? Steve Martin. I think yeah. Steve Martin could bring it back, keep it funny, and I really wish they got rid of a lot of the presenters and just brought Steve Martin out <laughs> quite a bit. Mm. And I think that's part of the problem with the host is that the host isn't really hosting. The host is just doing some monologues, maybe saying one or two jokes in the middle, and that's about all. And just wrangling. Yeah. And it, and I think you, if you brought out Steve Martin, I think people would start to calm down and go, well, this is kind of going back to yesteryear, and uh, this might be good. Let's see what Steve does. And, you know, Steve Martin has the new show that's out on Hulu that everyone really likes. I like it. And he mm-hmm. can bring, bring, bring on Martin Short. I wouldn't mind that. You know, bring it on. If they did it as a duo, I wouldn't even mind. But Steve Martin, especially at the reins, I think that would really right the balance of the show. I totally agree. I want, you know, he's one of my scoops. I mm-hmm. have him down as a scoop. But um, there's this rule of thumb that, the guy looks good in a tuxedo. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I, it's weird, but I use that as part of a criteria. Not the whole criteria, but he could look pretty spiffy and getting older with his white hair. Yeah. Mm. Kind of looks like me a little bit. Mm. So I, I see that. I like your choice of Steve Martin a lot. Okay. Number Eric? number four. Now, I, I wasn't sure. Now, how many names do you have for your number four? 17. Just one. Thank you. very. Yeah, I was going to go 17. Uh, I figured that it would be, we could also just not pick people that are alive today, but also people that have done it before or when they were in their prime. So my number four is Billy Crystal, not from the Billy Crystal of the 2000s on, but Billy Crystal from like 1980s or even the 90s, you know, post City Slicker. Yeah, he was witty. He was charming. He was fun. And Ira, you brought up a good point. Think last time I was on about those those great little inserts that he would do. Of himself on the little the right. little scenes from the movies nominated, and they but were think about how we're still talking about those. Yes, those those. In, th- thank you for bringing that. I know ago. I've talked about this before, but when we'd have all these gatherings and yes. people would vote, and we always look forward to the opening ten minutes, right? And it would be the at that time was the five best film, and yeah. Billy Crystal with that that face of his. You Wasn't know, there one with that, him on the Titanic? And he'd be, yeah. yeah, and it was so it was silly. Great. It was goofy, but it was also so. What's the word I'm looking for? Fun. Yeah. It was enjoyable. Enjoyable. Fun. Self-effacing. Making fun of himself because of that, the face and just, it was just so great. You know what else? I think the, okay. I think when we started getting into, like I was saying with David Letterman with the Mm -hmm. Uma Oprah stuff earlier, I think with, um, with the Billy Crystal stuff, 
if he was making fun of anything, he was making fun of the movie, not making fun of the people. And so it was okay. It was kind of like, yeah. well, that's the movie. And really, he wouldn't even make fun of it. It was more of making fun of himself being in that yes. movie. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. And when you think about it, too, it also made <coughs> some of those scenes iconic. Yes. Right, because it, a lot of the time, the iconic scenes that we think from movies come from either the trailer or from the Oscars when the Oscars have showed those clips. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so the selection of what scenes do they pick really impacts how we think about that movie. Absolutely. So. That's really nice. Really, Crystal. Yeah, nice. Go ahead, Ira. What's your... Or is it me? Do no, I go next? I think no, it's number four. Ira's number it's four. It's me? I think yeah. it's me. Okay. My number four... Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. Now, listen. Okay. I really thought, no, I think it's a really what? good choice. They, it's be good. Yeah, well, thank yeah, you, yeah. guys. Thank you. He's a song and dance man. Yeah. Mm. He sings and he tap dances and he's light in his feet and he's been in movies including Bad Teacher and of course one of my favorites, uh, Black Snake Moan. Mm-hmm. He was in that. And he looks great in a tux. Um, I can see him hosting the Oscars. That's my number four choice, Justin Timberlake. Okay, so for my number four, um, sometimes we want to see the Oscars do really, really well. But also my wish list might be just to watch the world burn. And I would really like to see Marley Matlin host <laughs> the entire Oscar ceremony. That, that would be, that would, <coughs> you know, in a, in, a, in a screwed up world, I could totally see somebody suggesting us and saying, we need to be inclusive. Yep. We, need, we need to include people with disabilities. We're going to have that host all the way through using an a, using ASL. I could totally see that. And what if... No, she should you know, She should have to talk. And what if the best film going to Oscar goes to... Send emails to Ira Heffler. <laughs> what would be really funny is if there's no translation of anything they say, you funny. just need to you need to read ASL in order to know what's going on. That'd be great. That'd so be that guy really wouldn't funny. be next to her. You know the guy who's yeah, always yeah, yeah. next sure, to sure, her. Sure. No, no, no. He's been with oh, her. Oh, the guy that... Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta there, figure right? out her I, th- I thought you were talking about the little the circle bubble with someone who's doing sign language oh, for whoever's no, talking. No, she always yeah, got yeah. this one right, personality right, yeah, yeah, always with her. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of weird, right? Yeah. He's kind of strange. Yes, he is. Can we talk about that? He is a little bit... Unique. Yeah. You heard the story about the who was it? One of the mayors, somebody like that, had came out and gave and gave a press conference with somebody yes. that was doing ASL. But the person was like not even. They were just it making was gibberish. Goofy, they were making just like doing goofy stuff. I always wondered how do we know that they're actually saying well, that? I'd say somebody who can read ASL will tell you really quick. Like they're not doing ASL, which is funny because yeah. there are different languages. You know, that, that's American Sign Language, right? I mean, I think you could make the argument like, oh no, I'm. I'm doing Portuguese sign language yeah. or something like that. How do you know? Yeah, you have to speak that. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you got, Eric? Did you already do number three? That, that was my number four. It's your three. It's my three. Yeah. My three is the one that I'm, we've talked about it tonight. We talked about it during the during the uh, telecast. I would love to have Ricky Gervais do mm-hmm. this, like you said earlier. Just give him, <coughs> say, whatever money you want, just do it. Uh, give him alcohol. You got to give him alcohol before he goes on there. Because mm-hmm. the Golden Globes used to have alcohol at the table where right. you get blitz before, but just say, here's a bar, whatever you want, just get out there when you're ready and just unleash and no repercussions. You could say whatever the hell you want. He might get decked like, uh, like Chris did tonight, but whatever you want to say, just say it. And boy, would that be a fun night? I agree. 
Ira, what's your number three? He's on my list also. Yeah, yeah. But not my number. You know what? I think I'm going to be a lone wolf on this one. But you know I'm very fond of James Corden. Oh, yeah? And That's yeah. a good one. Carpool Kerrigan. I want to say... He'd be interesting. He's also... He, first, I want to say he hosted the Tonys twice right, and did right. a great job. Yeah. He hosted the Grammys twice. Mm. So he's done his hosting duties. He looks good in a tux. He's been in films not the best... You keep saying looks good in a tux. I, yeah, what, well, he's fat. He's what, out of shape. But wait. But, what I'm saying is, why do you keep making that a requirement? Not yeah. a requirement, a criteria. It's part of my You think grid. Molly Matlin would look good in a tux? Yeah. How dare you? Yeah, I do, actually. She would look at <laughs> okay. He's been in movies that are not terrific, but movies like Cats, Ocean's 8. You know, he was in Into the Woods. That's almost even better. You know, he's got the stuff fact to, his to movies make were not great. Yeah. But he's he's witty, and he's playful, and I really see him and as a And he's likable. Well, that's it. Yeah. He's likable. He'd make a terrific host. Yeah, that's my number three, James good, Gordon. Good choice. Thank you, guys. Well, I kind of went the same route as Ricky Gervais, but not Ricky Gervais, but the okay. same kind of sentiment. Okay. I, because I knew that Ricky Gervais was going to be brought up, and I don't even disagree with it. I, I think, independent of both of you, I'm, I might have even put Ricky on my list. But in the same vein, Dave Chappelle. I would love oh, to see yeah. Dave Chappelle hosting. He would cut through a lot of the bullshit, and he would probably say, "Here's what's wrong." Like I think he he would be able to really reflect. Here's what you need to be doing if you want to appeal to the common man, if you want this to be good, and he probably would be right. Let me ask you a question about both Gervais and Chappelle. Do you think what we saw tonight could happen again with either one of those guys hosting? Could oh. Could happen again? What do you mean? Getting slugged by somebody defending their wife's honor. Do, do Would they say something that could get them attacked? Oh, yeah. Possibly. Do you think that, that because of what happened tonight, there is virtually no chance that either Ricky or Dave would ever be asked to do that? I, well, I mean, that's kind of what I was asking before about Chris Rock, because Chris Rock is in that same category, too. Yeah. Chris Rock is biting. Yeah. And I, I was asking that early. Do I think you know? Do do you think that Chris Rock would ever be allowed to host again? And you said yes. That the Oscars like to forgive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just don't. I don't think it's true. I don't think the Oscars are too. I think they got to stick up their butt. I don't think they would be willing to do that. I think that's yeah. why they don't have Ricky Gervais there to begin with. The Golden Globes, they knew that they were getting tanked, and they brought him back every year. And they brought him so, back every year. Yeah, yeah. They were they like, were... we're getting our asses ripped. But people are watching, and they like it. Let's keep, just let's do it again. Let's yeah. do it again. Let's do it again. And it's Ricky Gervais that said no, right? It wasn't the yeah, it wasn't yeah. the Golden Globes, right? Right. It was Ricky Gervais that was like, "Nah, I'm done." And they're like, they were begging him. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I I mean I I think in a weird sort of way, Kevin Hart dodged a bullet. Oh, I'm sure right now he's like, Thank "Wow, God. that's a good point." He is probably right now. Kevin so Hart happy. dodged a bullet. Yep. I think agreed. Exactly. Agreed. What do you got, Eric? What's your number, number, number two? Number two is my right? classic choice because I grew up with him, watching him every Oscar night that we had, and I just love Bob Hope. He was yeah. great. He was the guy. And I mean, just 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 the jokes that he would apparently write that night or right before. The best one of all, of course, is "Welcome to the Oscars," or as they call it at my house, "Passover." Passover. I mean, those those are just great classic jokes and. Delivered by the Bob himself. Uh, yeah, I, I, I miss Bob Hope. It was wonderful when he hosted. Yeah, yeah. And again, he'd make fun of the fact he was never nominated for a, an Oscar, yeah. let alone win. And he'd always put that every year. He'd make yeah, fun yeah. of himself mm-hmm. that way. It was, yeah. it was, he was terrific. That's really yeah. good. 
Ira, what's That's your it. number two? Mine is a... St- this guy really looks good in a tux. Oh. But I am going to say that Tom Hanks. He was in my scoop. Yeah. Is he yeah. done it? Is he done it? I feel, it feels like he's already done it. I think he was Has just he? won so many what, what, times. Uh, I think that maybe that's it. That's what you're thinking. I, I can see him actually. doing it. Absolutely. He, his wry sense of humor. Talk about his ethos, his credibility. Right. He's a two-time Oscar winner. He's beloved. I'm not sure if he's America's best actor, but he's America's favorite actor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like our favorite actor. It's Tom. He would do a terrific a job choice. of hosting. Great choice. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. My number two is James Franco and Anne Hathaway. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> off. Why did they ever choose the two of them? No, I do have a duo Absolutely. for my my number two, and I could be talked into having it be a trio. Okay. Well, then you're... Mm, See? Yeah, well, he's just listen. <laughs> Joe Rogan and Bill Maher. Oh, that'd be great. Could you great. imagine? That would be great. <clears throat> could you imagine? And the kicker, the third person, Ben Shapiro. Oh, wow. If you brought them on to host, and just, I mean, you've got a pretty wide spectrum of political beliefs in that, although they well, all... It's more tending to be to the left. Well, Bill Maher is left... No, 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 I'm saying among those hosts, right? So Bill oh, yeah. Maher and, and Joe Rogan are left-leaning, yeah. but the, the extreme left has gone so crazy that they've they've made them yeah. right wing, right? Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. And Ben Shapiro is pretty right wing. Oh, he's right. Man, that would be interesting. Wow. And I think at that point, you start to get rid of a lot of the political stuff that yeah. you would, that so many people detest. And I think people would actually want to tune in and say, what is going to happen here? Yeah. The fireworks, the verbal fireworks would be incredible. I just yeah. don't know if they would ever want to have such political guests on. You're right. That's why it's a show. wish list. Yeah, and no, I know. I know yeah. the same, but still. No, they, they wouldn't do it, yeah. but I'd love to see that. I'd love to see them host. How about a debate with those three? Well, I think, didn't Bill Maher do Joe Rogan's podcast recently? They, I didn't did, hear that. They were together on a I, podcast. I know I that Bill Maher so. did Adam Carolla's podcast. Yes. Yeah, that was great. And, um, and you know, with also, uh, or maybe... Did Bill Maher do Ben Shapiro? Maybe that's what it was. I've never heard oh. those two together. That would be interesting. I'd like to hear that. Yeah. I mean, but... these these are people who disagree, oh, but yeah. are also patient enough to hear one another out and right. actually discuss some of those. All four of them. I'll throw Adam Carolla in there, too. Oh. All four of them are really interesting minds that are funny and thought-provoking, yet patient enough and, and willing to hear. They ask questions. They wouldn't talk over each other. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good choice, man. That's really nice. Yeah. That's my number two. All wait, right. do, wait till you hear my number one. Uh, all right. Wait till my It's going to be one. a doozy, huh? Mm-hmm. Mine is going to be a doozy, too, but I think you're both going to hate my number one. Uh-oh. But I think my number one is pitch perfect to host <laughs> the Oscars. <laughs> what, what do the Oscars celebrate, gentlemen? Film. Film. Who is arguably... You're going to say Meryl Streep. No, okay. no, I'm not. She'll be in the audience and have to run yeah. up and host and then back in the audience again. Turn this guy on, guy, and he will talk about movies for the entire night and the next day. Quentin Tarantino. Absolutely, man. Mm. Quentin Tarantino would be a kick-ass host for the motion picture. That'd be Academy. interesting. He would just go on and on. You know, yeah, yeah, let's see. Oh, this person. Let me tell you about this. He'd be great. And he'd drop a lot of F-bombs. It'd be, it'd be a really great historical and do you, do you think that the oscars might actually be better 
streamed instead of broadcasted so it's that they be that could be that way someday anyway so. so that they could just drop the f-bombs that they need to drop oh, yeah. howard stern went that way you know it's yeah. all going to be that way someday probably so yeah but I, he'd be huh. great yeah yeah wouldn't he be great yeah. interesting yeah. yeah all right ira and my number one the aforementioned ricky gervais ricky gervais he was been in movies uh the invention of lying yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. talked uh-huh. about that good. movie yeah. and also there's a there's it's it's a um, a series called Afterlife. Are you guys? I don't smoke? think you have to be in movies in order to host the Oscars. For, I don't either, but it adds credibility for me. I guess it does add credibility. But your criteria is: does he look good in a the tux? tux? And and he does, I guess. Uh, but there was that series Afterlife, which I really liked a lot. And he wrote it. He directed it. He starred in it. And it was a wonderful. Oh, did you series. see Extras? Extras was great. And the Office. Yeah, I, mean, I know, I know. Extras was awesome. You know, yeah. I want to say, and I, I did quite a bit of reading on him for in preparation for this. He really has a heart, and he's very aware of issues out there, right. and gives a lot of donations and money for causes. And he's he's a mensch. Mm-hmm. He's a mensch, as well as the irreverence, the irreverence that he would pull off at the show. And the fact that I you once said the fact you remember this Ira is really something what he did host the um the Golden Globes, those two things he said. And the fact that I remember it yeah. says something about him where it was um most of you people never even graduated from college. That's I don't right. give a damn what you think about anything out there in the real world, and neither should anybody else. That's great. And the other at the very end. He said, all right, you pretty people. You got your shiny little trophies. Now get the hell out of here. That's great. And the fact I remember that is really something. And I love that irreverent humor. Absolutely. Which the Oscars can use. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I agree. That was my number one, too. No, okay. No. Um, My number one, I, I, I want you to know I wrote before tonight, but my number one is Will Smith and Chris Rock. And it just so happened that... I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen, but that was my dream. Why not? Was the Why two of wait, them. Why not? Together, Chris Rock and Will Smith. And I, I was think, like, that'd I be think, great. I think you're fucking with us. They could do some, I mean, Martin Lawrence, Martin Lawrence isn't there, but they could do some bad boys riffs and stuff like that. I slap yeah. a little bit. No, my number one, imagine this. Now, mm-hmm. you. this is definitely a watch the world burn. But if the Oscars had balls, they would choose to host Harvey Weinstein. That's great. <laughs> now, yeah. and Bill Cosby or just Harvey? Well, Weinstein? I thought about Bill Cosby. I was like, the should we bring them. Bill Cosby? Bill Cosby's out now, right? So he's he he's free. He is. And so, can Gwyneth Paltrow be a presenter? Oh yeah, yeah on stage with him. Good. Okay. Wow. Would you not tune in? Sure. If Harvey Weinstein, the man who has been banned from ever receiving an Oscar, was to host the Oscars, just to see the train wreck? Yes. Just to see the train. Oh, I would watch. I would be like, I can't wait. Yeah, just to see what happens. I mean, I couldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to get a seat in there because of the protesters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I mean, wow. I, I think also uh, in that same category, um, uh, who's the guy that uh, raped the girl and fled the country? Uh, Roman oh, Polanski, Roman Polanski, right? Roman Polanski yeah. you put him in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. just to see the uh, the audience, like you know, not show up. People yeah, yeah, not yeah. wanting to get their awards. Yeah, be great. Yeah, that's a good one. Ratings, the ratings, the ratings, skyrocket. I've watched that. Yeah, yeah seriously. 
That's cool. That's Any scoops? Funny. I have some scoops real quick, but it's, it's sports. If you guys don't think about uh, NBA or basketball. What's that? What's Char- basketball? Yeah, what is that? Charles Barkley. Spike oh, Barkley Lee, would be good. Spike Lee and uh, Samuel Jackson. Just, again, up there together, just ripping on each other. Yeah. You can't do anything. What you, that movie sucks. We, we would chase you. I mean, it'd be fun to yeah. see these three guys up there. I put. I have Steve Martin also. And uh, someone you might disagree. I like her, and you already know I like her, and I don't know how fond you are. Jennifer Lawrence. But there's something mm-hmm. quirky about her. I remember, too, about a, a year ago, you were saying, even at the Oscars, when she fell going up the stairs, you think maybe it was intentional for attention, you know? And I, I, I get that. I, I have a feeling you may be right. But there's something quirky in the way she laughs and giggles that self. All right, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. Billy Crystal. Um, also, I did say Bob Hope. Mm-hmm. And Borat. 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 I thought that would be funny. Um, not Sasha Bear, but actually now, I'm in I'm not character. trying to pick on you, but I want to ask. Yeah. Why do you always mispronounce people's names? Oh, Borat. It's Borat. 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 What is that? I want I really want to understand what that is. Well, I actually talked to Sasha Baron Cohen, and he said the real pronunciation... Sasha Baron Cohen? Is the, re- the real way to pronounce it is putting the accent on the last syllable. Most people don't know that. So okay, but even if you're right, right here, oh, it's the, not the case with... What's eighty percent of the names that you say they're mispronounced. What is that? He's picking on me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not trying to. Pick, I'm truly trying to ask the question. Yeah. What is? I'm trying to figure out what that is. Yeah. Names don't matter to me. Is that? Uh, is that? No, what it is? They just so. don't stick. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. Do you think that's what it is? No. What? What do you think it is? Well, it's, first of all, it's not eighty percent. Come on, play. It's fair. not eighty percent. No, it's probably like seven. Uh, okay, I'll give you seven. Oh. Yeah. Seems a little low, but I'll, I'll give right, you some, But it happens enough that it's kind of like, uh, that's not the right name. But I was close. I was in the ball. I think you're referencing the um, the president of Kiev, the Ukraine. It's pronounced uh, Kiev. Yeah. He's, no, it's, it's, it's Kiev. They say it wrong. No, it's, it's, I was there. I was in Kiev. Well, I think the argument. I know. Uh, that's, that's arguable because it could go either way. Right. Right. But See? Zelensky. Right? Is yeah. the name. But yeah. you also said Gervais instead oh, of Gervais. Oh, right. Gervais. Yeah. Like, there, there have been several names in this this show, but this is not the only show. This hmm. is there are other shows, and it's also something that I've known about you historically. I think it's a quirk, and I think it's part of my charm. <laughs> ah, I, but you refer to students too. I've always noticed that you. I, I think it's actually that names don't matter so much to you. I really do think there well, is. I never an element learned of that. my students' last names. Right, I would always say, say like Monique B. Right, because her last exactly name was, was Armenian. Along, and I'd say Monique B, and that's how I'd call yeah. them. Yeah, I, I actually don't think the name matters to you. Names. Yeah. yeah. Am I off base? I don't think names the most important thing going on. Yeah. Because it is kind of arbitrary. It's just a, something that your it's parents call you. It's yeah. a sound. Just I'm not trying to pick on you. I really, I, I'm generally trying to figure out what that is because you mispronounce people's names more than anyone else. I know. It's 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 a quirk, an endearing. Quirk. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. It's I'm an, not against it. It's an enduring quirk. It's an. You aff- have to endure it. It's it's a, <laughs> it's an affectation, if you will. It's, a, it's the essence of Ira. That's what it is. I've been around Ira. That is not his essence. Anyway, Borat, or is it Borat? Borat. Howard Stern. Oh. Nice. That's a great that one. Or as I should say, one. Howard, wait, Howard St- Storm. But you know what? The Howard that Stern of like 2003. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Because he's yes. really just gone like, he's gone so soft lately. Yeah. I know he has. I know. Yeah. yeah. 
So those are some my scoops. That's a good one. Nice. Yeah. Oh, oh, I had some scoops too. Yeah, I think I mentioned, or you mentioned uh, Tom Hanks. Mm. I actually wouldn't mind seeing Chevy Chase come back because I think everyone hated how bad he was before. I would love to give the guy another chance and be like, well, I'm back and I'm going to do it again. And to hell with all of you. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's just gone so off the the deep end of like cranky old man that I would find that funny. I I would love to see that happen. I could see David Letterman getting another chance at it too. Yeah. I don't think they will, but I could see it. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, it was all right, but you know, it's been there, done that. Jerry Seinfeld. I can imagine him doing it. Yeah, not bad. Hmm? You're making a face. Hmm. Yeah. I, he's Jewish. Oh, okay. I'd vote for him. Yeah. <laughs> See. Hey, if people have some, uh, you know, some people that they would recommend, Where, some, what they do? some wish lists of their own, yeah. they should reach oh, out to us. How? Through our email. Oh, which is? Robert at antiwaypodcast.com. Oh, or, and slash or ira at antiwaypodcast.com. Or they can reach out to us through Twitter or Instagram. Our handle there is at antiwavepod. We're all over the place, aren't we, Robert? Just like the slaps at the Oscars, we are all over the place. Yeah. Not bad, not bad. Just like the waving hands that don't applaud, we are all. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, I like that one more. I like that one more. That was sign language. That was an ASL. Yeah, that's what he's doing for the for our listeners. You can find us on Google Podcast Music. We're on um, rate and review. We're on uh, iHeartRadio. Go to iTunes. Go to our website. Say good things about us. (laughs) Throw some free bucks over Patreon. Help keep the sprockles moving. Ira, what next week? What? You want to do Coda? What? You want to do Coda next week? So we're just forget about the dog. Yeah, forget about the the dog. You didn't want to do it anyway. I know. Thank God that we got confused on what night Oscar was. Yeah. So we'll just skip past Coda. You'll be you'll be thankful that you passed on. Yeah, I think so too. Coda. You want to do Coda? I mean, it did win. But did it? Did it win? Well, I mean, I I think they gave the wrong envelope to it. But Uh yes, Coda it is. You want to do Coda? Coda. Coda. Let's give producer Joey a round of applause for doing everything. Get us all set up. Let's thank uh, Professor Eric Swalstead for coming in. Thanks, guys. And uh, lending a, a, a great insight. And all. Was that a slow cap, clap, Ira? Yeah. But then it builds. Yeah! Do, I, do I have to wait another year then before? Okay. Yes. If you're lucky. I'm lucky. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now we'll have you back soon. Oh, well, I like having you over here. Yeah, I love it. That's love great. It. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being part of this. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Love you guys. Hey, what do you guys want to do now? I'm going to go out and mispronounce more names. You what? Ow! I've been slapped. Until next time, keep watching movies. And we'll help you sort them out. I shouldn't have said those things about your wife, and I shouldn't have hit you.